Army's 3rd Edition One-Shot Scenario with David Larkins as the Game Master. We ran for hours, then hours grew into years Stocked by the fury of John Brown's eyes And still the storm hasn't cleared Despite the mileage, sometimes I look back on Nostalgia begins to take hold Wisdom of sorts is found, of course In rows of silver and gold Okay, and we're in. All right, so, um, and Edie is is watching me. Good. Hello. It's because my lunch plate is still sitting on the on the uh, desk here. Yes. Okay, so welcome everybody to Unknown Armies. Hopefully, by the end of this, we'll know the armies a little better. Thought that was going to land a little better. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent okay that's good thank you yeah. um <laughs> yeah so this is um this is a game of occult horror um it's kind of in a vein of i would say like david lynch sort of surrealistic horror there's magic there's weirdness there's um unpredictable and strange things occurring in the background all the time. And the uh, sort of core play experience actually has the characters as people who are obsessed with uncovering occult secrets. Uh, we're not going to do that today. Oh. We are going to instead play a one shot from the scenario collection one shots uh, called Jailbreak, and so this is, um, you know, this is kind of this is very much intended to be a one-off uh, scenario. It's very straightforward in its setup. Uh, you are all playing characters who are caught up in a uh, strange situation and thrown together on a uh, dark and stormy night, and. We're just going to see what happens with your characters as we play through it. Um, there are secrets to be discovered. There are strange revelations awaiting you. Um, but before we get into all that, let's go through your characters. We'll go through the system. And we'll just make sure everybody feels good about all that. So uh, this is the third edition of Unknown Armies. Uh, it, which was kickstarted about five years ago. And it's actually a bit different from the first and second editions that came out back in the 90s. 
um, which from which jailbreak is derived. So I actually had to essentially remake all the characters because you can't just do a straight conversion from second to third edition, unfortunately. Um, but and then there's going to be some parts of your character sheets that we're just not going to worry about uh, for the purposes of this scenario. Um, so why don't we take a look at those character sheets here? Okay, so up at the top, of course, you have your name, your age, your physical description, nice little photo. All the, all the uh, character photos I got off of the this person does not exist.com AI face generator, sure. which was in and of itself a very sort of unknown army's experience of going through mm -hmm. and looking at all these fake faces, uh, especially when I got to like the 200th face mm -hmm. and uh, it was like split down the middle and going under the eyes and like behind it was weird plasmatic colors. Um, that it's was the best when you have like the mutant ones in there where you're like, is that an eye? Like what's happening? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like when there's just like random, like open sores on their faces. It's just oh like, my God. what? Oh no. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay. That, so that, that comes later. That does come later. You're right. You're right. Well, the, the game actually has multiple layers, multiple levels that you can play at. So there's like street level, which is kind of the, the default level that we're at here with this one. Um, and then there, and then it kind of goes up from there. So eventually you can actually be playing at like avatar level where you're sort of transcendent. Um, you know, you, you, you've reached such a level of occult knowledge and, and understanding that you kind of move beyond human you're almost transhuman at that point. So cool. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So then over in the upper right, corner, this would be an example of what I was talking about, where we're just not going to use certain parts of the character sheet. Cabal, you know, is uh, normally that's what you would be doing is your group would be a cabal that's formed to investigate some occult mystery. Uh, and, um, you know, you would name your cabal and you would do this whole, there's a whole like character creation session zero aspect, you know, that you, you get a cork board out and you, you're pinning, you're supposed to like pin pictures up like, you know, uh, Pepe, Pepe Sylvia, Sylvia. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so obviously you're all just kind of thrown together here, so you're not really in a cabal. Um, your current or objective, are we? or are you? Yes. Uh, and then your current objective is also, you know, part of that whole function of being in a cabal is that you would have a, a cabal objective that you're all working towards. So that's blank. Path is blank because none of you are what they call adepts, which are people who know magic. Uh, so you don't have a path. Uh, likewise, most of you do not have an unnatural trigger over there on the left. Uh, the unnatural trigger, basically, again, the basic character creation in third edition assumes something has happened that sort of turned you on to the occult underground and is what puts you into this cabal and gave you this objective. So uh, most of you, like I say, have not had an unnatural trigger. Uh, your concept is just a very simple, you know, quick phrase, like this is the core, you know, identity. Okay, so then we'll move down. Your obsession here, everybody does have an obsession. And the obsession actually has mechanical effects, which we'll get into. But it's also, you know, a nice little role-playing note, personality note. 
And likewise, to the right of that, we have three passions. And everybody has a noble passion, a rage passion, and a fear passion. You can use each passion once to do a, a fancy little die roll effect, which we'll get into later. Um, uh, but again, nice little role-playing notes as well there. Um, okay. So then down in the middle of the page, this is the core of your character. These are your uh, stress meters, stress tracks. Wait a minute. See, now I'm getting confused with the old edition because the old edition called the madness meters. But uh, no, they're called stress tracks now. And, um, or I'm sorry, yes, shock. It's called your shock gauge. Yes, okay. Eh, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. These are called your shock gauges, and they represent how hardened you are to one of five different, um, you know, forms of shock. So we've got helplessness, isolation, self, unnatural, and violence. The more dots you have in that shock gauge, the more hardened you are to that particular form of shock. Um, when you fail a stress check, uh, you mark that under the failures column. And the more failures you accumulate, the more kind of mm, unstable you get until eventually when you accumulate five, you develop what is called a syndrome. And these are things like hearing voices, uh, phobias, delusions, uh, drug or alcohol abuse, you know, all that, all that good fun stuff. Um, however, now the hardened meters do help you to resist forms of, of stress and shock, but the more hardened you are in any one of these uh, gauges, the more that affects your personality. So for example, if you had, let's say, five uh, dots in violence, you know, your hardened, your, your violence uh, gauge is marked at five. Uh, you know, it says here, your attitude towards violence shows on your face when the subject comes up in conversation unless you work to keep it hidden. It might be intensity or nervousness or just a grim silence, depending on how you cope. But then if it goes up further, like if you had a violence eight, it says your callousness shows in every word and expression unless you make a continuous effort to suppress it. Again, the exact tone is up to you. It could be bitter and harsh, feverish and vehement or icy cold. So it's just your, as you're becoming more hardened to any one of these things, it's going to affect, you know, how you're uh, coming across to other people. But furthermore, there are, you'll see um, two um, abilities that are connected with each gauge, right? So like up there under helplessness, we've got fitness on top, and then we've got dodge on the bottom. So this is a percentile system. Every, every rolls with percentile dice. So the dot indicates your rating in both the, what they call the upbeat ability and the downbeat ability. So again, let's say you had a rating of two in helplessness you would have a fitness of 55 and a dodge of 25, okay? But like the more helpless you get, you feel, the more likely you're, you are to wanna run away from things. So your dodge is gonna go up, 
But likewise, the more sort of like demotivated you're going to feel to like keep yourself in good shape. So your fitness is going to go down, right? You're going to be under stress a lot. Uh, you're just going to be depressed, you know, and so your fitness level is going to go down. Um, so status and pursuit are linked on isolation. Knowledge and lie are linked on self. Notice and secrets are linked on unnatural. And connect and struggle are linked on violence. So again, these are mechanical aspects of what I was talking about, where the more hardened dots you have. So for example, with violence, the more hardened you are in violence, the harder it is for you to connect with people but the easier it is for you to beat people up, right? Does that all make sense so far? Yep, that sounds cool. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll figure it out, but it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you, do you roll over or under? It's always under. Okay. Yep. Okay, so now on the left-hand side there, we have relationships. We'll come back to those. Okay. All right. First, we're going to go down to the very bottom there. This is identities. Everybody has two identities. Um, it could be a career or a job. It could be just an aspect of your personality, how you define yourself. Okay. Every identity should have a rating. I think I put ratings in for everybody. Um, but like, you know, you might have a, um, an identity of... Uh, you know, I, I am a, uh, a long haul truck driver. So that's your identity. And it would be rated at, you know, 65%. Now I left the parts where it says, of course I can blank because that's for you to fill in. Okay. And what identities do is that they can be used as fill-ins for any other ability role. So like, let's take the long haul truck driver identity for an example. Uh, you would say, because I'm a long haul truck driver, I can uh, sit for a very long period of mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And then, um, or you might even like make it more general. You just say, you know, I can, um, I can endure physical stress. Okay. Then anytime that a role would normally come up for say fitness, right? Or uh, like, you know, something of that nature, you can substitute in your identity rating instead if it's better, right? So let's say you didn't have a really, let's say your fitness was like 30%, but your long haul truck driver was like 65% and you have to make some kind of an endurance roll, sub in your, your long haul truck driver identity and roll that instead. It's the better of the two roles, it fits. So that's why I left it open there for you to write in whatever you think your identity, you know, just, just a, a couple phrases, you know, that you think would, you know, kind of allow you to sub things in. So another example would be, uh, you might not have the best struggle. Struggle is, is basically any kind of like fisticuffs, hand-to-hand, -hand, melee weapons, anything like that, okay. grappling, you know, maybe you don't have a great struggle rating, but you might have an identity that uh, could sub in for that instead, you know, so you would put that down or you might not have the best uh, secrets ability, right? Cause you don't have a lot in unnatural, but you're actually a very secretive person. So maybe you have an identity that allows you to sub that in, you see? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's that element. And then you'll notice that each identity also has two little features down at the bottom. 
Um, we're not going to worry too much about those other than I'll just note that some of them allow you to evaluate another person's shock gauge. Some of them allow you to coerce another person uh, using one of their shock gauges. Uh, some of them allow you to, um, you know, uh, treat people therapeutically or with medicine. So either for physical or mental harm, some of them allow you or some of them make you a little tougher, um, you know, by upping your wound threshold. Um, so, you know, these are just little features, little mechanical features, and I will throw these out to you as we play, you know, you don't have to worry about them too much. Uh, just, you know, if they come up in play, I'll say like, oh, do you, have a do you have a coerce feature on one of your identities or do you have a resist feature on one of your identities? You know, and you can check and let me know, so. But other than that, uh, just fill in on your sheet, um, you know, what you feel like your identities help you do, right? And let me just see if there's, let's see. Um, and, you know, and, and you don't have to like cover every base, you know, you just, just a little note to yourself, you know, like, of course I can blah, whatever whatever you feel is appropriate, you know, just something as a little, a little like note, a little mental note for yourself, you know. The easiest way to do it is, uh, I'm not talking about the PDF. Uh, the easiest way to uh, make a note to yourself is just to pick one of those abilities and say, of course I can substitute for blah. So of course I can substitute for struggle. Of course I can substitute for status, whatever. And of course, if you have any questions about these abilities, uh, fire away. We'll, we'll cover them as we go along as well, of course. I really like it, though. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the system. Uh, I, you know, I, I had the second edition back in the day, never got to play it. And then I backed mm. the Kickstarter. And, you know, this is really kind of the first time I've sat down with, the, with it. And I love the changes they made. It just, you know, improved on a system that was already pretty good to yeah. begin with so yeah i love the uh you know sort of reciprocal <laughs> relationships between mm -hmm. the the different abilities yeah. yeah i wouldn't have picked this guy if i knew he wasn't a dog person so <laughs> uh -oh, <no. laughs> but uh... so <laughs> as you know i always try to cheat i like cheat my squirrely black guts out so um <laughs> I'm going to make an argument here. And of course, you know, th this is where you tell me like, no, you can't do that. Right. For sure. That makes sense. We'll see what happens. Okay. But because I am a goju, ju, goju, goju, you black belt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course I can handle myself in a fight sub struggle. Right. And diffuse confrontations sub connect. I'm trying to sub both of them with one of that, because if you've ever taken karate, that's the, they're, they're all like karate's the last resort. You only fight if like you can't you always try to avoid violence. Sure, like, sure. But the best way to win the fight is to not fight, blah, blah, blah. All that Daniel son shit. Right. They all and especially the Okinawan disciplines like Goju-Ju. Right. So that's why I'm put that there, but I want to make sure like is that is that too blatant? Like is that I mean No. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's totally fine. 
And, uh, and you know, you'll, you'll see it also has evaluates violence. So that means that you can evaluate somebody else and try and get an idea of how many hardened notches they have in violence. Cause that will then give you an idea of like how, you know, hard they are basically, you know, like how, how many fights they've been in themselves, you know, uh, whether they're, they don't know, you know, whether they know what they're talking about basically, <laughs> you know, or whether they're just some, right. some punk, you know, so. Yeah. Is this guy, is this bravado? Is this guy's, you know, poser, mm-hmm. right? Is he exactly. acting super hard because he's actually scared? Yeah. You know, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. yeah. yeah. It's the guys who don't talk to mad shit who are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So everybody, everybody got their, of course I cans. I think uh, I saw yeah. there. Okay, excellent. We're gonna like go over these all yeah, like later, like or... when we. Or... Yes, yes. Uh, we're just gonna finish going over the other parts here because I want to just talk about the mechanics here now for a second. So, um, okay. So as I mentioned, it's a percentile system, um, and it has some fun little, fun little bells and whistles. Um, so you always want to roll under your. Uh, under your ability, under your whatever, you know, target score you're trying to, to beat. And lower is always better. So a zero, zero is a fumble. A zero, one is a critical, right? However, uh, if you roll what they call a match, and that's just simply the same two numbers. So an 88, a 66, a 22, whatever, right? If you roll a match, it's kind of like a special success, if it's a, or a special result, I should say, because if it's a success, then it's, hey, all right. But if it's a failure, it's like, oh no. So, you know, it's like if you're rolling against a 75 and you roll a match 88, God damn it. But if you rolled that match 66, ah, there we go. Nice. Got it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a special success or a special failure. Um, and then the other little fancy thing is called flip-flops. And a flip-flop is basically, you roll that percentile, and let's say you rolled a 91, which would be a failure, ooh, but a 19 would be a success, so I'm gonna flip-flop those two numbers. And there are certain things that will trigger a flip-flop. That would be your passions. So if you are triggering a passion, and then making a role, or you're making a role that triggers a passion, I should say, you know, like, so you're acting on your rage passion or you're acting on your noble passion. Once per uh, session, you can use that to flip-flop the role after the fact, if you want to. Also, uh, you'll note that one of your identities is tied into your obsession. You have unlimited flip-flops if you are rolling on your identity and uh, your, your obsession identity you know, you can flip-flop that as many times as you need to in a session. Um, so does that make sense? Good. Yes. All right. Okay, so that is uh, that. So basically... Wait, wait, wait. This is Desiree. I have one question. So, yes, hello, Desiree. Um, what is your question? My, one, of my, um, one of my identities is already starred for me. Yes. I don't get that, to pick that. That is your obsession identity. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yes. So uh, let's see here. That is that. Okay. So then lastly, we have relationships. Now relationships, again, this is kind of something that's more tied in with the whole cabal thing. You know, normally these are relationships you have with people in your cabal or people that you've identified through the cabal creation process in session zero. Um, I left them blank. However, if you want to plug in one or two uh, of the characters that are either player characters or the GM characters, you know, that we didn't choose from, please feel free to do so. Uh, and if you do, let me know and I'll, get, I'll let you know what the rating is. The, these work similarly to identities where they have ratings and you can substitute that rating for an ability role if it applies. So if you are trying to coerce or uh, protect or otherwise make a role against somebody that you have a relationship with and that's, that percentage rating is better than your, the ability that would normally apply, you can use that relationship rating instead. And as you can see, there's protege, favorite, responsibility, guru, and mentor. Uh, you can also fill these in during play if you decide, oh, you know, would this be appropriate? Can I drop this in here? You know, absolutely, under most circumstances. All right, so um, I think that covers the basics. Fortunately, none of y'all are adepts. So none of you have magic. So we don't have to worry about that. And um, I think other than that, we can jump in unless there's any other questions. I'm wondering about the, of course I can. So mm -hmm. are they just, or does that kind of like a more qualitative piece based on what your because I am is and the features and it can be, it can be qualitative. It can be just simply, it can be something as simple as uh, of course I can substitute for struggle. I can substitute for fitness, you know, it can, it can just be as simple as that too. I think I'm not understanding that piece of it, but okay. mine's more qualitative, so it's all good. Okay, all right. Yeah, it can be totally qualitative. Like, um, like, you know, Santi's example with the karate is like, he could just write it as, of course I can handle myself in a fight. There you go, you know, and then that covers de-escalation and actual fighting as well, right? Let me just make sure I have everything for myself here. Okay. Uh, I am going to share this whiteboard as well. Once I figure out how to do that. Is this gonna, is this gonna really happen? What do you mean? I mean, is this, I don't know, I'm already getting. What, me sharing the whiteboard? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, that's a really good question. Hopefully it won't crash your computer. <laughs> he said ominously. Yeah. <laughs> there hey. we go. Try that. See if okay. it works. Twiddler. Twiddler. I am but a twiddler. <laughs> oh, ho, Batman, you didn't reckon on <laughs> dealing with the twiddler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> what would his like 
what would the Twiddler's like deal be? What would his powers be? <laughs> his shtick, his shtick be? What would what would that be? It would probably uh, be like he'd infuse you with boredom. You would just want to oh, sit no. there and yeah, twiddle your thumbs at uh, all times. No. You know? Yeah. Ooh, he can okay. wait. He he he's really good at waiting. He's like mm. ultra patient. Yes. Oh yes. Love it. <laughs> Okay, we only have 20 minutes. It says upgrade to extend. I'm getting nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> Boops. Boo. Boo, Twiddler. Boo. <laughs> oh, I just have to start a 30-day trial. All right, fine. You win this round, Twiddler. <laughs> right? Uh... Yes. I can wait 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... oh. One more thing. Gotta have a little background interlude, don't we? Let's see here. Mm-hmm, little little background music. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Hold on a second. Apparently, now, according to this thing I found, I should be able to play sound in the background uh, through Zoom. So we're gonna try that. Oh. Yes. No. Yeah. You getting it? Yeah. Yes. Is it a printer sound? Like, is it supposed to sound like a printer? Book beats in the rain. Yeah. It's some rain, and okay. it's some and it's some clocks ticking. You getting oh. that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. All right. Hey, it worked. Okay. So great. You're off and running. So it is indeed a dark and stormy night here. Uh, somewhere in Middle America, sometime in the late 1990s. Oh. As a little ode to uh, when this scenario was published. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'm familiar with that era, so yes, yeah, great. yes. <laughs> I think I think we all lived through that era. So. Um, so far, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> all right. So. It's very loud. It's a little loud. It's a little loud. Thank you. Thank you. I will adjust the volume accordingly. Getting a little loud. It's real stormy right now. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. Yeah, well, it was a quiet night earlier, but oh. a, uh, a sudden storm blew across the farmlands, bringing thunder and lightning. An old man and his wife looked out at the storm as it turned to hail. They discussed going to the cellar, deciding to do so only if the weather became more extreme. They did not listen to the radio, so they didn't hear the news. Ah, they yeah. didn't try to call anyone, so they didn't know their phone lines had been cut. <laughs> they did not know there had been a jailbreak. They did not know a guard had been taken hostage by four convicts, convicts who had then seized a van on the highway. Maybe the wife briefly saw a face at the window and dismissed it as a trick of the light and her own fancy. Maybe the husband squinted his aged eyes into the storm. But their dog was quiet. Their house was secure from the storm and neither really suspected. They had no clue until they felt a cold draft from the direction of the back door, until they turned and saw a large man pointing a pistol at them. He was soaking wet, dressed in orange coveralls with Surrey State Penitentiary stenciled on the front and back. His eyes were wide, but his voice was calm as he said, do what we say and no one dies. Then he looked over his shoulder and said, Ice pick, bring in the others. So, 
this is basically what happened. Those of you who are convicts, you were serving time at Sur Surrey State Penitentiary. This is a medium security installation. Uh, so it was actually not too bad as far as these things go. It was a state penitentiary, you know. Um, but uh, late in the afternoon during, uh, you know, mandatory yard time, a uh, large rental U-Haul truck crashed through the outer wall. Uh, and then exploded. <laughs> uh, so in the uh, in the ensuing chaos, um, there was an opportunity to escape. And um, this one fellow, uh, Steve, <laughs> uh, was was able to uh, <laughs> was able to get the drop on. Uh, one of the guards by taking up a uh, one of the you know a piece of dislodged cinder block from the explosion and whacking him across the back, yeah. took his pistol, and uh, took him hostage. And the other th the other three convicts uh, saw their opportunity and followed him out through the hole in the wall. Hmm. Um, so having escaped the penitentiary, you made yourself you made your way to the highway. Uh, where Steve then proceeded to uh, carjack a minivan um, that was uh, being driven by a uh, local attorney who was on her way to the penitentiary, as it turned out, uh, with her clients. Uh, so the attorney and client became hostages and... Um, the uh, the minivan drove off with the uh, let's see seven of you uh, and made it uh, about twenty miles down the road before it ran out of gas. Oh <laughs> no! And so you've been uh, hoofing it across uh, increasingly rain sodden fields for the last half hour, heading towards the light from this farmhouse. Okay. Um. Uh, on Steve's directions, Morton cut the phone line, and then uh, into the farmhouse you went. So there are now nine of you in the house. Let us uh, take a moment. <laughs> That's way too many people. Yep. <laughs> Let us take a moment then to um, uh, go around the table, as it were, the virtual table. And uh, you can describe your characters. I'll start. I'll start with Steve, the de facto leader. Uh, Steve Updike, uh, a man uh, in his 40s of uh, somewhat muscular build, although somewhat gone to seed. Intense eyes, close cropped hair, bit of a bit of facial hair growth. Um, but definitely presents himself as sort of an alpha male, you know, and, uh, he has the security guards, um, nine millimeter Beretta. That would be officer Spundy. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's very much sort of giving off this impression of being in charge. 
So then, at his side would be Morton, right? Yep. Uh, that would be me. That would be you. Um, yeah. So Morton, I'm Morton, and um, kind of short and slightly built and bald. Actually, the picture of me is me with a toupee. Oh, okay. Um, that was you before you lost your hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I didn't notice that part until after I'd selected the photo and. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I lost my hair by thirty-five and pretty um very quiet and uh, yeah, I'm a very quiet person mm-hmm. and that's all you need to know about me right now. Yo. <laughs> right. All right. And of course, we've I'm also got. The, I'm one of the convicts. And you're one of the convicts. Yes. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, and then another one of the convicts, of course, is Juan Ricinto. Yes, that's me. Uh, yes. Me Juan. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And what do, what do we. What, what is Juan. What vibe is Juan giving off? What does he look like? You know, anything you want to share that would be sort of superficially noticeable one is uh of medium height and uh pretty stocky and he moves with uh a rolling sort of grace this suggests some sort of um intense and consistent physical activity um for many years but he is very observant kind of watching everything play out almost as though he's looking for opportunities considering the angles Mm. his hands are also calloused and rough and maybe there's some scars on the the forearms and he has a tattoo on one hand of a uh, Japanese demon mask Um, if you're familiar Left hand, right hand. Mm, let's go left hand. People tend to get their left tattooed first, so yeah. we'll do left. There you go. Okay. I think and that's it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then, of course, as per Steve's instructions, coming in through the... Let's make sure I have, I have the layout of the house correct here. Yes, coming in through the kitchen door, of course, is Ice Pick, the fourth and final convict. Um, he's uh, he's tall and gangly. Um, and let's see, what do you know about him? He's, uh, you know, in conversations with him, he seemed to be fairly open-minded and somewhat earnest uh, in his um, in his behavior and interactions. Um, but yeah, otherwise seems like a, a fairly nondescript guy, maybe a little jumpy actually at times. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, you don't know too much about him. Um, you, uh, he's, uh, he's in, oh yeah, we should probably do what you're all in on since that's the first question anybody gets asked, right? Uh, so he was in on a Possession with intent to distribute marijuana charge. 
and Steve was in on a uh, domestic battery charge, uh, which he claims was trumped up by his ex-wife. I don't believe him. How about you, Morton? I was, oh, I was in on... um, What did you tell people? (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe Steve. Okay. um, At all. Yep. Um, I don't believe that was everything. Uh Uh-huh. So I was in on breaking and entering. Any. All right. Mm -hmm. And how about Juan? I'm a convicted rapist, man, but I didn't do it. Not that that shit matters, because that's all I am now to anybody. I can't uh, prove that I didn't do it. I can only tell you I didn't do it. But like I said, that's just my identity now, which sucks. Mm. All right. Oh, and one last note on Ice Pick. He, uh, so Steve has the guard's pistol. Ice Pick took the guard's um, taser. Okay. And so, uh, yes, speaking of the guard, it is Officer Jake Spundy, uh, career prison guard. Uh, you know, friendly enough if you stay on his good side. Um, but, um, you know, very much, very much a, a man who takes his job seriously. And, um, let's see, anything notable about him? Uh, he definitely, he definitely gives off the, um, the, uh, general air of somebody who, who takes his job seriously. He's all about serve and protect, thin blue line. All that kind of stuff. At least that's that's how he's come across to you. Uh, and he's been he's been pretty quiet, you know, since he was uh, knocked down and and disarmed. Uh, but more in a sort of a biting his time kind of way. He's definitely not one to be uh, trusted. And in fact, has been cuffed with his own handcuffs. Uh, the other two hostages are not uh, bound that's in any way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so then we have uh, the aforementioned attorney, Janet Mattis. She has been the opposite of Officer Spundy. She hasn't been able to shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, she's clearly trying to talk her way out of this, um, and is, is trying to, she's obviously got a real, a real smooth, you know, uh, demeanor, and is just rolling with the punches on this. Um, but, uh, you know, she's, she's even had the, uh, audacity to offer to represent all four of you convicts, (laughs) you know, (laughs) if if and when you are recaptured and Uh uh, sent back to prison, so... Uh huh. Man, my evaluation of this attorney is that she's either frazzled, like overworked, or pretty stupid because you don't drive your client out to the boons where the prison is and not fill up your fucking gas tank, man. I mean, how did we only make it 20 miles before running out of gas? How absent my better not fill up the gas tank at Costco before I go out to the jail. I might not have to drive back all the whole way. Fuck it. I'll just take an Uber. 
<laughs> ah, but Uber, stupid, man. Uber yeah. doesn't exist yet. <laughs> That's right. It's only 1997 or whatever. So there is no Uber. You're going to have to walk your ass to a fucking pay phone, yeah. break a dollar, get a quarter, and call a cab. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, man! This lawyer, lawyers are usually smart. This is the dumbest fucking smart person I've met today. Oh. <laughs> Jen's like, uh, well, saying something though. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna say that I didn't used to know somebody who would routinely drive around with their gas tank on E, but I did. So, <laughs> and they and they'd always be like, oh, that's just that just means you still have like another forty miles in your tank. It's fine. No. Man, I get it if you're poor. No, this person was... You run out of gas all the time. This person was not poor. This person was just, you know, I don't know, had a weird attitude about that kind of thing. Anyway, speaking of clients and so forth, uh, well, actually, really, it's not the attorney's fault because this was the van belonging to her client, Donna. No! What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh -oh. indeed. So, yeah. uh, so Donna Inguashi. Uh, yes, go for it. I um, I work at an organic grocery, and I am obsessed with getting to communicate with my son, who is currently. Well, I don't know if he. Hopefully, he escaped when the when the wall came down when yeah. the truck went through. But yeah. I am all about getting to see him, and I have a urgent message i need to speak with him and i'm incredibly infuriated that i'm being called off my mission by this buffoonery mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed oh yeah. okay there we go i just got booted yeah from the whiteboard uh, uh okay well, we hit our twiddling. 20 minutes of twiddling twiddling <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I'll take things that sound dirty but aren't for 300 hours. Pretty much, man. Yeah, you only get 20 minutes of twiddling. <laughs> the, sweet, the screen closes. I don't know about y'all, but I need at least 30 minutes of twiddling. <laughs> at least. At least. Oh. 45 if I've been drinking. <laughs> All right, let me just sign up for their free trial here. Their, their free twile. Twad twaddler? Their, their, their twiddler twile. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make a little reminder to myself here. Cancel twiddler twile. I did Dude. not spit out my drink and ruin my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> not either, but it was close. <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm. You'll never escape, Batman. And if you do, you'll only find yourself at the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. uh, oh boy. Alright, well, this doesn't seem to be working so which is weird because I just signed up for Twiddler. <laughs> God damn it. Oh alright. Okay, well anyway. Jen, please continue while I fiddle oh, okay. about with this. Um, yeah. What do you want to know about me? My son is in there on a pot charge. Um, my main concept is I'm a concerned parent. Mm -hmm. uh, I've told you I'm an organic grocer. I, um, I've been um, involved in kind of the hippie community for most of my adult life. 
so um, I probably could have helped my son evade the pot charges, but he didn't ask me until it was too late, so... Uh, that's 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 about all I can reveal at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about we have one more character I gotta know about? Yeah. Hey, right. So the the lawyer isn't shutting up like this whole time. No, what is Donna like doing yeah, during yeah. her like stream of get me out of this? Mm -hmm. I am pretty much ignoring everyone and everything and thinking about how on earth I can get out of here. Hmm. Mm. If kind of a annoyed cut to your jib. I think it's possible I can get if I could if I can get on the road, I don't even care about having a vehicle. Might be able to hitchhike, but I've gotta get to my son. He's mm -hmm. he's gotta I've gotta I've gotta find him. Okay. Alright. Yeah, so um yeah, mm -hmm. Janet Janet was, was going with you to go uh talk uh talk yeah. with What's him. your son's name? Lightning. Okay. <laughs> like you named him that? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Hippie community chat tracking. Okay. Yeah. Lightning. <laughs> All right. Lightning in Wigway or um Washi, yeah. In Yeah. In, in Washi. That's right. That's actually a dope ass name. It is. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thunder cracks ominously in the background. Ooh, okay. Well, and yes. So it is the late nineties, so that's like a Garth Brooks music video, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Alright, so yes, so that that is that is the van of people who have just crashed into ah. this farmhouse. Uh dripping wet from the rain. Now hail is beginning to fall outside. Oh God. For the for the sake of our ears, I will not cue up a hail sound just so that we can hear each other. But just you know, just like know. Screaming into the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be as realistic as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, yeah. So anyway, um, you have you have crashed into this farmhouse. It is it is your prototypical you know. Midwest farmhouse. It even looks like, like almost like a museum piece in a way where it's very old fashioned. There's no television. There's like an old uh, RCA gramophone in the corner, you know, um, and then like a, a big cabinet radio from like the 1940s. Um, and, uh, you know, just like grandma style doilies on the on the couch, the old like Victorian couch, and a big, uh, heavily, um, heavily worn uh, Persian rug on the floor. Uh, you're all in the living room at this point, uh, and there are uh, two people in this living room and a dog. Um, the dog has stood up and is <laughs> it's got its hackles up. It, it is a um, black and white uh, patchwork kind of like uh, mm, uh, like a retriever you know, maybe like a spaniel mix you know and um, yeah it's got its hackles up and it's growling um, you know a, a, a low warning growl 
I have backed away immediately and yeah. like put as much distance as possible between myself and the dog and probably any other people and furniture just to get kind of uh, away from that thing. And uh, I wouldn't say I'm cowering behind other people because that's kind of a, um, you know, a sissy move. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you definitely are. I'm definitely being strategic about this. And I'm clearly freaked out, eyeing the door like, if I have to bolt out that thing, that's uh, that's not that's on the table. Mm. Mm. All right. So, is that uh, God? <laughs> I'm the dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, so, yeah. that checks out. That would make sense. <laughs> so yeah. So so we've got we've got the dog. And then we've got an older man, um, also bald, and um, just wearing like, you know, um, a, a, an old work shirt, red suspenders, and, uh, you know, some like tweed pants that are like hitched up over his belly button, you know. And he was sitting in a, um, you know, somewhat patched up armchair with a newspaper open that he's now lowered, of course. And he's looking like somewhat nonplussed at this development, you know? <laughs> oh, somewhat nice. nonplussed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh, I should also mention that there are all kinds of clocks around. Um, and uh, and also a bunch of other, you know, little, um, little like, uh, clockwork mechanisms, like little... You know, music boxes and dancing people oh, and all that, you know. I'm scared of these people, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like this. You know, there's a, on, on the coffee table, there's a, you know, an evening snack of, like, tinned sardines and pretzels, you know. No! Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> no! You know, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. That sounds delicious. <laughs> And so then, sitting in a rocker, is... All right, so I'm Ella. Um, early 30s, um, very... It looks like I've been gardening today, but I've mostly relaxed at this point, so shoes are off and everything, but I'm a little... have some dirt, like, on my knees and stuff like that. Um, I am very cautiously eyeballing the yelling guy with the gun um but otherwise seem oddly like i'm looking around at everyone i'm trying to call the dog back and i keep looking like should i go to the kitchen and start tea like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> visitors oh visitors all right hold up Though, I mean, okay, I don't know if one, if I have my faculties about me enough, given that there's this hackles raised dog in the same room with me, but sure. just do I notice, like, does this couple seem age appropriate or is there like a huge disparity going on here? Yeah, you'd say there's probably about a 25 or 30 year age difference. Oh. Because that would kind of jump out at you, even yeah. through the fog of like, holy shit, this crazy dog. So, yeah. It, well, it's. I mean, you might even just assume, I'm oh, that's his it's daughter. Father, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. Right now, I'm thinking father-daughter. I don't think this is husband-wife right now. Sure, okay. sure. Based on that observation, if I make that observation. I don't want to assume. Of course. <laughs> now I'm definitely trying to, like, quietly, like, call the dog back and not cause any trouble right now. All right. That's fine, yeah. So the dog is very well-behaved, unlike ours. Um, it, uh... <laughs> it, 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 you know, it'll, it'll follow your, you know, the lead of either one of you, um, you know, and you can get it to stand down, basically. All right, so, um, so that is everybody. Uh, any questions before we, you know, unpa- hit the unpause button? Nope. Okay. Right All right. I am slowly getting the Twidla reset. Twidla. So. <laughs> So this should this should work, I think, but uh, we'll find out. But anyway, we're just gonna we're just gonna proceed ahead anyway. Cool. So uh, so Steve is you know he's got this Beretta and he's kind of he's kind of like waving it around a little bit, you know, not in any kind of like overtly threatening way, but he's definitely like uh, a bit a bit high on the power that this gun is giving him. Let's just say, and uh, and he says that's right. Just nice and cool, okay? We just need a place to lay low for the evening, and then we'll be out of your way. So. I I kind of, like, look at my husband. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, well, there are rooms I can get, I can make something, and this should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so everything's U- fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. So yeah. So Uder, your husband, um, uh, he stands up and he says, "That's right. We don't want any trouble. So everyone, there's no need for the gun. You can put that down." And uh, you know, Steve doesn't like that. You know, don't tell me what to do. So what? Do either of you convicts or uh, hostages want to do? So, what's the dog situation? Did it calm down? The dog <laughs> situation is calmed. It it backed up a little bit uh, at uh, Ella's beckoning. So it seems to be it seems to be under control. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can relax as long as it's in here is the thing. Right. So I'm going to be jumpy, on edge, defensive, prone to, you know, acting squirrely, just like anybody who's freaked out would be. So I feel like I would insist. Look, man, you need to get that fucking thing out of here. Like, dogs belong outside. I don't know what it's doing in here, but does that have a doghouse or something? Get that mud out of here. Nice. All right, so we are in. We are in now because that is an attempt at coercion. Yeah. <clears throat> so you are attempting to coerce uh, Uder and Ella to put their beloved dog out in the out in the hailstorm. Actually, now you did notice there was a barn on your way in, mm-hmm. uh, so that would certainly be an option there. Um, but let's uh, let's take a look at the coercion mechanics and. What's to be seen as I try and get the appropriate information in front of me? Let's see here. 
Okay. There we go. All right. So uh, when you try to coerce somebody, it is sort of up to you to decide um, where you want to put the stress, basically. Like, what, what do you want to lean on uh, to coerce them? And uh, no, 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 no. get the right thing in front of me here. Threat of coercion. Okay. So <clears throat> you kind of have to have something to back that up. So it could be, you know, it could be that you're threatening them with violence, of course. Um, a relationship. Now, obviously, this wouldn't apply now, but just for future uh, future reference. Uh, relationships can be used for coercion. Um, so that would be one of the uses of that. Um, identities sometimes can be used, you know. But uh, what do you think would be an appropriate, you, you know, appropriate way to coerce them to do, the, do what you want? So I'm just basing this on the, the uh, character sheet. So this is way off base, please let me know. But mm -hmm. my fear has helplessness in parentheses for dogs. And yes. that says coerce with connect. And when I look at connect, that's one of the things that is tied to my um, karate black belt training. Sure, so you're I would probably, right, I'd fall back on that where it's like, I can insist like, look, get rid of that dog or I'm gonna start swinging. Right. Or I can try to connect and be like more on a human level where I'm like, look man, when, when I was 10, I saw my eight-year-old brother torn apart by a pack of feral dogs. I just, I can't be around them. And it, like tensions are already elevated right now. I'm not saying you have to put the dog down, but if you could just like put it in another room or somewhere else, just get it out of here because I'm about to freak out. And I don't think that that's the best thing for, for all of us in this situation right now. If you could help everyone out, I think that would be for the best. Great. That's fine, and I'd say, actually, if you look at your identity there, uh, because you are a machinist, you can coerce violence by, you know, basically exactly what you're saying. Like, you're sort of, you're sort of uh, using your kind of tough guy exterior, but also saying, like, this is for everybody's benefit, right? So, uh, yeah, you can use your machinist identity in place of your connect skill if it's better. Um, I think it is because connect looks. If I'm reading this right, it looks like it's fifty. Okay, yeah. Uh, machinist looks like it's sixty. You got it. All right, so we're gonna try some rolls. We are, and okay. Okay. and because this is uh, linked to your fear passion, this would be an opportunity to do a flip flop if you wanted to. But we'll see what you roll. So go for it. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, I rolled a. Six. Wow. Mm. Holy crap. All right. So good. Uh, uh, double lot and a six. That's six, right? Am That's a six. Right? Yeah, you're in it, right? Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Percentile dice always trip me up, man. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Great. So obviously no need to flip flop that. And um, and uh, yeah, you, you do it exactly the way you described. So uh, Uder. Uh, is a little torn because he doesn't want to leave Ella alone with a room full of convicts. Um, so he says, uh, "He says we will we will get rid of the dog, but uh, please just put the gun down and and uh, 
Everybody just be calm, please. We don't want anything to happen. So I'm going to so, turn... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to turn to Steve and I'll just say very quietly, just put the gun, just put the gun down. Okay. Um, okay, so why don't we get a coercion uh, roll on Steve? Uh, for Steve? Or yeah, me, so... Yeah, so you're so you're trying to coerce Steve. So how do you how do you want to do that? Um, I want to do that with the um, what is it? Um, I'm still trying to understand this whole system. Yeah. Um, the struggle struggle is violence, correct? Struggle correct. is action. Struggle is is fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I guess I'll try to do it with connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, which is 40. Okay. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. 95. Oh, <laughs> All right. So that's, you know, that's fine because it wasn't a matched fail and it wasn't a zero zero zero, So mm-hmm. it wasn't a fumble either. So it's just a regular failure. Um, so Steve, Steve, you know, looks at you and says, shut the fuck up. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Who do you think's in control here? So I just look at him. I just, like, I just keep staring at him until he looks away from me. Ooh. Ooh, power move. Power move indeed. All right. So, um... um, What's, wait, what's, what's status? Okay, so status is how seriously other people take you. So the example in the rule book is, like, you get pulled over by a cop. Do you get let off with a warning, or do you get pulled out of the car and roughly searched and then given a ticket? It's right. kind of down to your status, you know. All right. So my status is fifty, but I'm still going to exert it because I can just see where this is going. And okay. I want to figure out a way to get that gun away from uh, Steve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I need that. I need that gun. Okay. Yeah. Is he like waving it around with his finger on the trigger, just like sweeping everybody all the time? How, how erratic is this guy? Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, like, um, none of you, none, none of the active characters have firearms training, uh, but you might know enough about firearm safety to know he doesn't know a damn thing about it. He's got his finger on the trigger, you know, and and he's he's not paying attention to where the gun's pointing. You know. Um, right. Okay. So I do know. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just just as a as a technical note, when you're coercing somebody, you're actually coercing their um, their uh, stress, right? You're you're actually coercing the. Um, why can't I hold that term in my head? Um, uh, 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 it's not on the sheet. I would help you if I could. But yeah, the shock, the shock, the shock gauge. Shock okay. gauge. Right. Okay. So, like, when you, uh, let's see here, you were coercing with uh, connect. Okay, so look under the shock gauges there. It says coerce with, right? Coerce with, coerce with. So, so, and this is just a tech, like I said, it's a technical note. So when you, when you attempted to coerce him with connect, you were, you were pressing on his helplessness. See that? Uh, Yes. Right. So now you're trying to coerce him with status. So you're pressing on his isolation. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so so basically, you're trying, you're doing a power move because you want him to feel 
like an outsider, you're you're staring him down, right? And yeah. so you're mm-hmm. you're trying to separate him from yeah. everyone else. And like yeah. right right now, he feels like he's the leader of a right. group. You're right. trying to isolate him, right? So that's just a technical note because it okay. may come up in the way that it affects you know, like if you guys use it on each other, for example. <laughs> uh, because if you succeed, then um, uh, it has to be compared against that shot gauge, and they might actually take. A failure on their shot gauge okay. if you succeed well enough. So anyway, All right. please carry on. Okay, rolling. No, eighty. Okay, now is there? Uh, let's see here. You were just going off of your connect. Is there a passion that you can apply to that? Because that would be a prime candidate for a flip flop roll. Because you could flip flop that into an eight. Yeah, so where is? I mean, where are the passions? I feel like I'm missing that. Okay, the passions are the three colored boxes that are up oh, under wow. your okay, yeah so noble rage and fear you got it okay so it'd probably be either noble or rage right right right, right. right. um yeah 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 no that's the noble it's noble okay yeah what is your noble passion my noble passion is i have to state it like as it's described I mean, if you want to be secretive, I guess you could be secretive. No, 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 I don't want to. Okay. I'm making sure good people aren't pulled into conflicts with between bad people. There you go. Ooh. So um, that's why. Perfect. Just, uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Works. So, so flip-flop it. I'll flip you'll flop. flip-flop it to an eight. Also, mark the little triangle next to Noble unless it's going to crash your computer. Because uh, that'll just oh be God. a little. No, okay. is, oh, don't, Jesus don't. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Uh, because that... <laughs> <laughs> because that's going to serve as a reminder to you that you have used your noble passion for a flip-flop roll this session. So, Damn it. Yep. For one shot? Mm. But, well, it's, it's, it's always one per session. So, you know, hey, you might as well use it. All right, it. all right. Uh, okay, yeah. well, this is bad because I just used that one right out of the gate. So I've yeah. only got two more and the other two are not pretty. <laughs> oh, oh no, whatever shall we do? <laughs> So I say that to him and I yeah. just, yeah. All right. So you have inflicted a rank one check on his isolation. So basically um, stress checks. Okay. This is, this is a good, good time to just talk about stress checks. Stress checks are like sanity rolls and call of Cthulhu a little mm-hmm. bit where they're ranked. So the, the worse something is, the higher the rank is, and you compare it against how many dots you have in your um, shot gauge. And if it's more than the number of dots, then you have to make a check. And if you, if you succeed, you get a hardened notch. If you fail, you get a failed notch, right? So, okay. uh, but, so that means that, like, let's, you know, if you have a, a rank of six dots in violence, you're going to be unfazed by most things. Really just, like, Killing somebody execution style yourself is going to be the level, you know, that's going to like call for a uh, call for a stress check. But if you have a rank one in violence, just seeing somebody getting beaten up will probably cause a stress check, you know. So, um, so yeah, so this is just a rank one because it was just a regular success, right? This is just a rank one isolation. He's fine. It's not gonna it's not gonna mess him up in any way. And, uh, and, but you win the staring contest and he backs down. Cool. All right. So you've, you've established a little bit of a power differential there. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to get the gun out of his hand right now. Not yet. But you've definitely, you know, kind of quietly told him, Hey, 
you're not as in charge of this as you might like to think. Mm. You know. So then so then he says, um, you know, all right, Morton. Uh, why don't you why don't you take the dog out to the barn? <gasps> you just volunteered. I want to go with. Happy to do it. So I don't even say that. I just, I just, I just not. I walk toward the dog. Yeah. And um, is there a leash around? I'm looking like if there's a leash or something. Probably um, not. Ella, you would know that there's a leash in the kitchen on a hook. Are you asking if there's a leash yeah. around? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll say, is there a leash? Uh, there's one in the kitchen. I can get it if that's okay. Sure. Um, so Steve, Steve gives you a curt nod, you know, fine. So, so Donna, so then Donna, you, did you say something like, I want to go? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I just nod. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. good. (laughs) All right. And so Donna, at that point, uh, Janet turns to you. Oh no. No. She's got her Janet. Uh, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> she's got her uh she's got her power suit, of course. And and so she reaches she uh um uh reaches into the uh a little a little pocket on her blazer, right? And uh and very surreptitiously presses something into your hands. And it feels feels like maybe like a, a cigarette lighter or something. Okay. Hard to say. Great. I'm intrigued, but I'm not going to give it away. Sure. Um, okay. So we have, uh, and I'm getting the, I'm getting the twiddler set up here in, in between running this. So <laughs> it's like the greatest gift uh, could have been given. Um, really? Yeah, wow. It is. Really? Um, yeah. It's like an O. Henry story. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> All right. So. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, we have got Donna, we've got leash. Ella, and we've got uh, Morton heading into the kitchen. Uder sits back down in his chair. Uh, so we've got Steve, Juan, Ice Pick, Janet, and Officer Spundy uh, in the living room. And so Steve asks Uder, you know, says to Uder, like, uh, Hey, I want to put this cop in isolation. Show me where. And so Uder gets back up and leads Steve and Officer Spundy out of the living room and to the stairs, which are boop a doop boop boop. Oh, actually, those are through the kitchen as well. So most of most of you are heading into the kitchen, actually. So that just leaves uh, Juan, Ice Pick, and Janet in the living room. Oh. <laughs> well, as soon as the dog leaves the room, I feel like I can relax enough to realize how hungry I am. So I'm going to sit down at the coffee table and start uh, noshing on those sardines and uh, saltines. <laughs> sardines and pretzels, please. please. Sardines pretzels. Oh, pretzel. Yeah. And layer them on top of the pretzel. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You, you use a pretzel off. like an ad hoc cracker and yes. boom, <laughs> sardines <laughs> down the hatch. Exactly. It's 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 yeah. it's it's called Nebraskan salsa, and uh... <laughs> we will have we legit have sardines in the pantry like right now. I don't know. 
Hey, it's no shame. It's no shame. No, it's no. quarantine on, man. That should keep. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Smart. Very smart. All right. So we're in this kitchen. So so does yes. Steve does Steve and all of them like kind of brush past us as we're getting the leash? Yeah, exactly. So like the leash is on one end, and you know the the stairs up are at the other side, and like the, the leash the leash is on a hook next to the door, you know. So it's. Uh, so I'm looking so. around for knives. I'm looking around for a knife. Okay, sure. Yeah, let me uh, let me give you a little rundown of the kitchen here. And uh, let's see. So it's it's a you, don't worry. It's a large kitchen. Uh, you know, old school. It's got the black and white tile linoleum floor. Um, old fashioned gas range. Um, there is a newer uh, refrigerator freezer unit uh, that's quite large, like kind of industrial size or restaurant size. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. There's uh, an old an old fashioned uh, sink counter, you know, set up with two large porcelain basins uh-huh. and then suspended over the sink and kind of going off to the side a little bit is a very large contraption consisting of a lot of flywheels and gears and nope. 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 um and and little little pincher claws oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> i'm not happy about this and uh yes there is in fact a, a a big um you know knife block with uh with a selection of you know good good german steel knives so oh no old school with like uh-huh. bone with bone handles you know yeah uh huh yeah. on soul engine <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right um i'm going to just grab one of the knives mhm okay it happens uh-huh. to be the pairing knife <laughs> you grab it at random <laughs> yeah you get the you get the boning knife yeah it's just got a little t- <laughs> the boning knife hey man let, i let me stab just bends yeah <laughs> Anything that I could shiv uh, Steve with, I'm. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you might want a smaller knife. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Mean, I, I don't know. I don't want a big one. I don't want a big one. Yeah. I definitely want one that is small so that I can easily hide it and work with it because Steve's got to go. Okay. I'll take quotable quotes for 300, Alex. <laughs> Steve's got to go. <laughs> I was referring to I don't want a big one. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rainy. <laughs> That's so good. So um, yeah. All so right. So we're gonna we're gonna get the leash on the dog, and um, yes, I'm gonna go and walk this dog out to this barn. Okay. So at this point, the, the, the hail. Yeah. Yes. At this point, the hail is about nickel sized. No. Oh. Yep. Okay. So Steve's upstairs, correct? Steve is upstairs. So I'll just say, look, I know that Juan has issues with dogs. So if we can just keep the dog in the kitchen, is there like a little closet area or something that... A pantry that the dog could be kept in? There is indeed a pantry. There is a pantry. Yes. Yes. In your kitchen, yes. (laughs) Yes. See, I'm asking Ella, yeah. So, so can we put the dog in there? 
got is there anything weird in my pantry that I wouldn't want my dog in there with? <laughs> <laughs> I mean other than the other than the big grinder. No. Um let's see. <laughs> oh fucking A, man. Let's see. Um Yeah, no. The pantry's fine. You like how do you like how I had to double check? The question came up was disturbing. Yeah. Um there Yes, there's plenty of space. It's a large pantry. We have to keep a lot of supplies out here. We don't get into town that often. Okay. So, can you take me to the pantry? Yeah, it's like right there. Yeah, it's like right. stairs okay. and pantry. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm open up, I open up the door. Okay. Is there anything that I see inside of the pantry that looks weird? Um, I mean, there's like, you know, dry goods, canned food, um, mounted on the door jam, like right next to you, a little bit before below head height is um, another one of these little clockwork constructs. It's a it's a man in a tuxedo. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, so I eye that I eye it suspiciously, and I put the dog into the closet and close the door. <laughs> All right. Okay, I want to take this opportunity to ask Morton. Morton, have you ever seen Father Freedom? No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I will say, Morton, that the name rings a bell. Uh, it was some somebody that uh, it was a new a new uh, prisoner intake a couple days earlier. And you know, of course, obviously, it it, it stirred up a bit of gossip. Uh, you know, in the on the out in the yard, you know, like okay. hey, well, a guy named Father Freedom just came. Oh, okay. You know. So I might say no at first, and then no, no, no yeah. I don't say no. I'm just thinking, thinking. Yeah. And then I recall that, and okay, like I don't use, I don't talk a lot. Like I don't really. Yeah. So true. I say, yeah, he was. I think he was brought in a couple weeks ago. Why? Because I am pretty sure that he's behind a lot of things going on in that prison. And I have to get there to save my son. All right, so I'm thinking about this. Yeah. And I'm going to take that little... I want to play with that little doll creature. Oh, okay. Okay. Do we um, hear them walking around upstairs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, old old farmhouse. You can hear the the, the boots and shoes on the uh, floorboards creaking away. Uh, Ella, you would know that there are like what two two empty bedrooms, unused bedrooms. So that's where you would presume Uder is taking or leading Steve. <sighs> Okay, so they're all going to come down the same steps, right? They're going to yep. come down the way they came up. Yep. All right, so I'm going to stand by the this the entryway, I guess, like the door frame. Mm-hmm. Um, next to the stairs that mm -hmm. leads into the kitchen, correct? Uh-huh. So I'm going to I'm going to wait until Steve is there, and I'm going to shiv him like the second he comes down the stairs. Damn! Wow. Damn! Okay. Bring it. In. Fast gangster. Yep. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> yeah, like ideally into the carotid art. Like ideally, like I want to. Oh, get... you're, oh, you're you're just aiming to kill. 
Yeah, I want on the left or right side. So left left side or right side. Uh, you want the carotid artery? Mm-hmm. Left side, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on that whatever side to just get him right in the neck. The okay. Jeez. Ooh. All right. All right. Um, okay. Now, oh, so Donna, so I'm yes. Just, so I'm just standing there calmly. Like, so as like, after we talk about Father Freedom and we're just kind of awkwardly standing there, I'm just going to very quietly move to mm -hmm. the side of the stairs that I know will be the right side. You can actually, this is actually perfect because the pantry door is to the left mm -hmm. of the stair door. Okay. And so you can just position yourself between those two doors. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. Donna is, is indeed going back to the pantry door because she caught sight of this weird little tuxedo man and she wants mm -hmm. to get a, another look. Yeah. Also, of course, you still have that object in your hand that Janet pressed in there. Right. Yeah. Speaking what of... That? <clears throat> oh, uh, yes. What, the, before we cut back to the living room. Uh, so, yeah, you, you take a surreptitious look. It is a uh, little, you know, key ring size uh, pepper spray. Oh, Okay. All right, so back in the living room, uh, Janet is uh, standing with her, her hands in the pockets of her uh, power suit, pantsuit blazer, uh, and, and just, sort of, just sort of looking around. And, and, uh, and so she says to you, Juan, like, this is a, a weird kind of place, huh? I mean, weird if you grew up in the city, I guess. <laughs> <If> you... <laughs> She's like, yeah. Feels like something out of like Pinocchio or something. There are a lot of clocks, especially for a place that you'd think would judge the time by, you know, sunrise, daytime, lunchtime, and so on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, a liquor cabinet. So she starts heading over to a liquor cabinet. I could use a awesome. drink. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not on prisoner detail and stuff like that. Plus, I mean, it's not my job to, like, limit where she goes, so... Right. Sure. Uh, I'm just sat on the couch, like, right in the middle cushion, assuming it's one of those three cushion couches. Absolutely, And, yeah. uh... <laughs> just not sure the and <laughs> I love it, I love it. Better than so, the prison burritos you make yeah, with your <laughs> mashed-up ramen and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Better the prison stew I made in my toilet. <laughs> delicious <laughs> all right so you notice you notice as you're sitting there noshing that um and you and you're kind of watching janet as she's uh evaluating the contents of the liquor cabinet that there's a little end table between the cabinet and the couch and you know again very nice like mahogany probably an antique you know uh filigreed and carved uh you know victorian end table and on top of it is uh, about a mm, 24 inch uh, by 24 inch little base that has like a, uh, a toy boxing ring designed to it. And then in the ring is a little gorilla and a little bear. And they both have boxing gloves on. And there's a big old key on the <laughs> side of the thing. So it's like a wind up. Oh. Oh. oh, that kind of key. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. This is very Resident Evil, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the late 90s, after all. 
I am suspicious of Janet, though. I'm keeping my eyes on her while um, I'm having my impromptu snack because... Okay. Yeah, women with pockets are dangerous. Indeed. Well, <laughs> she just seems nervous. She seems scared and I feel like people who are in that situation might lash out in reckless ways. So if she, you know, I'm like ready for her to like, oh look, they have her moves, and all of a sudden, boosh, and try and bash me on the head. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just spin around and clock you. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm anticipating this. I'm like expecting her to pull some kind of move. Nice. So as I chew, and you know, I'm, I am on her. Okay. In terms of observation. All right. Excellent. Back in the kitchen. Donna, you uh you you're casually you've casually noted the pepper spray and uh on your way over to the pantry and uh and you just, you know, you open the door and you're looking at the tuxedo man. The little tuxedo uh fellow. And now I'm trying to figure out if I can, I think in Zoom, I can do a chat message to just selected people. Yeah. Uh, there's a little two at the bottom where you type your message and you can pick the person. Got yeah. it. Okay. So I'm just typing a little thing here to somebody. <laughs> Someone with the initials of J. Oh, maybe. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it is <laughs> it is indeed a a little man in a tuxedo. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. <laughs> That's it. The head shaking in the dough. Yeah. Oh no. You know, he, he's he's about uh, six inches high, uh, articulated. Um, you know, maybe maybe a clockwork of some sort, but he's sort of like mounted on the wall. Oh, I thought I could take him down and play with him like he's a puppet, but no. No, he's like screwed into the wall. What? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Looks like his arms could hold something, maybe. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the in the in the pantry that looks like it would fit in his arms? Well, there's a lot of uh, little uh, canned goods. Yeah. Immediately next to him. Let's looks try like... and put something in there. All right. I haven't received whatever. If you were sending me something, I haven't received it. I did not send you anything. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> You, uh, you you take one of the cans off the shelf, a can of uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup, and uh, and you sort of put it in front of him. And as soon as you sort of press it against his belly, it activates his arms. And they they fly up and and grasp the can, or one one arm does, I should say. And then the other arm, uh, a little uh, blade comes out of the sleeve, and it begins to. Okay. Can as and and turns it as it goes. Um, okay. But he's doing it. He's doing it in a way that is um, very um, graceful. You know, it's 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 like it's like he's it's like he's um, caressing the can 
you know, uh, it, it, it's very lifelike the way he's he's opening. Okay. And um, and then and then and then with a with a very odd flourish, he as he, as he finishes opening the can, he like whips the lid off, and then and then the head sort of drops down, and you could swear it's like he's gazing longingly at the contents of the can. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, no, no, no. No, no. The dog always gets so excited whenever a can opens, even if it's not for him. Yeah, so the so the dog is yeah, the dog is doing happy little circles. Um and uh, and looking up at the at the can as well. Alright, I'll give the can to the dog. Okay. So um <laughs> I am so glad I'm not in the room. <laughs> oh, by the way, I got the Twiddla back up, so the link, the link's still the same. If you want. Twiddla. Back in action. Twiddla back in action. That's the uh, that's the sequel. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the first one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. That's right for me. Okay, good. You've seen the last of the Twiddla. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, it's fine if the dog has a little bit of the soup or whatever, but I would look at him and say, my husband is talented, no? Uh, like, gesture to the yeah. can opener man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Donna? Uh, well, I tell you what, I don't know if I... I, I want to have a look at her aura. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. The truth Work. comes out. I'm All right. <clears throat> About what Ella's interior looks like at this point. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so let's get a roll for that. That would be your. Uh, so, so some identities actually allow you to roll against them as their own thing. So that would be an example. You have, uh, you have an appropriate identity for that. So I'm an occultist. I'm a occultist. long time occultist. Oh, of what? Of what? What, what cult? Of the mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> it began with the mushrooms. Well, doesn't it always? Right. It always right. does. <laughs> yeah, that, that checks out. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Because so I'm, I'm an occultist, I can see auras, and I want to see uh, Ella's aura. Okay, give nice. me that roll. And I made it with a 64. Nice, nice. All right. Um, since this is private information, I'm going to message it to you. Okay. Oh, I, and I'll say I'm sorry, Ella. I just didn't want to waste food, and I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't understand what would happen with this thing, so I'm doing my best here. Oh, it's okay. I'm sure with all the stress, a treat is the perfect thing to get the dog to settle. Okay. Thank you. Okay, you got it. All right, so at that point, you hear the sound of boots tromping back down the stairs as simultaneously in the living room, Janet turns around with a bottle of schnapps and two glasses. Uh, schnapps? Two, two glasses, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> so she doesn't, like, wheel around in a sudden movement, causing me to just reactively knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's out. She's outside your immediate range, so okay, okay. good, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, schnapps. 
<laughs> like, torn your coveralls into like hakama pants and stuff. <laughs> No, but I feel like it'd be like the t-shirt on the top and the like <laughs> sleeves tied around the waist, yeah, you know, yeah. wearing them just like pants with the, Yeah. that's yeah. like what my getup would be, if possible, if it's the yeah. kind of front zipper yeah. coverall. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, join her for a drink? No. No. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> so she sort of just strikes like, that's fine. Pours herself one. I just need my wits about me is all. Oh, not time to it. get sloppy right now. I mean, it's good for you because you're like just trying to cope with being a hostage. I have to have my shit wired tight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I get it. I get it, Juan. Now, <laughs> so, so then she, she takes a seat on Uder's armchair and she says, Now, I want you to know I operate on a sliding scale. <laughs> Meanwhile, the door to the stairs opens. And it is uh, Morton's time to shine as Steve time. comes through the door. Oh yeah, baby! Okay, let's uh, let's get these combat rules fired up. Oh my god! Now, woo! All right. As I do that, so so Unknown Armies was like the first game I ever bought that actually was like, here's some combat rules. Combat is horrible. You should avoid it at all costs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, in fact, the combat chapter starts with six ways to stop a fight. So, um... Oh, not with does here. No. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the next heading is the so-called combat round. <laughs> yep. Alright, so, um... Alright, so yeah, we're, uh, let's see. If you can lay in... Oh, they actually have an ambush sidebar. Nice. If you can lay in wait for yep. your victims... Um, and get the drop on them, you all get one free action while they're standing around shocked and awed. After each ambusher takes a cheap shot, the combat starts as usual. Okay, so let's start with a, a roll against your secrecy ability or an identity that could sub for that, depending on what works best. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, the identity piece, okay. Yeah, so because I am a flaw, because I'm... Uh-huh, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so because I'm a stone-cold killer... Yep. Yeah. Of course I can kill without conscience. Nice. So here we go. Okay, so you're going to roll against that to get the drop on him. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, God. Meanwhile, well, I'm trying to make small talk in the pantry. 77, like, 77. Oh, no, that's a match failure. No! <laughs> yep. Yep. It sure Whoa. is. It sure is. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So, um... Shit. So, yeah. So, basically, um, Steve is the first through the door, and he just has really good peripheral vision. Yeah. You know? So... All that means, though, is that you're not going to get the drop on him. However, because it was a matched failure, oh boy, um, I'm going to say he's going to try and get his gun up, and you know, All right, utilize that. All right. Um. So, yeah. All right. What are the odds of that, like, happening? Uh, pretty bad. So bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, okay, so let's see here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me just review a couple things here to make sure 
you're gonna we're all gonna get our our best outcomes <clears throat> yes okay so let's see here determining initiative do you have anything that gives you initiative uh yeah that being my identity gives me that initiative it provides it provides initiative good mm -hmm. okay that uh that may that may save your bacon better <laughs> All right, so let me just double check what that does for you there. Okay, provides initiative. Initiative is a game simulation contrivance to help the GM determine when things happen in combat. Okay, generally speaking, when a fight or emergency happens, people just say what they're doing and the GM resolves those actions in whatever action seems most sensible. There are times, a lot of times actually, when one person wants to get their action done before another. Both of you try to grab a wad of cash off a poker table. You try to slam the door before he gets out. They want to stab you before you jump behind the desk. In those cases, if it seems like it could be a tie, you compare whatever you're rolling to perform the action. Typically, it's an ability like struggle or dodge or substituting identity. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Anytime there's a panic situation, you're seeing whose ability or identity goes off first, you act as if your rating was 60%. It's only for timing. Doesn't matter if there's a struggle or dodge or pursuit. You're fast off the mark. Okay, so um, okay, great. All right, so you're gonna roll against sixty percent. He's Again? going to roll. Yes, this is your initiative. It, it, you've you've been provided with an initiative of sixty, and he is going to roll as well. Oh come on! <laughs> the right. GM the GM does occasionally get to make uh, dice rolls as well. Alright, should I make mine now? Yeah, go for it. Twenty seven. Nice. That's what I needed initially. Yeah, really. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Let me just get my dice out here. Let's do oh that. Excuse me. Alright, there we go. All right, Fancy Pants, Dice Tower. You rolled a 27? I did. Okay, I rolled a 48. He actually also has provides initiative from his alpha male identity. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but like I said earlier, lower rolls are always better. Yeah. So uh, you you technically beat him yeah. on the initiative. He is getting his gun up though because he made his initiative roll. So this is kind of a do or die type situation yeah, for you. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you are going to get a chance to strike him first. So uh, you have your Stone Cold Killer identity would definitely substitute for your struggle if it's better. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, struggle. Yeah, struggle is, yeah, 45. So yeah. Okay. Okay, go for it. All right. Oh my god. Oh, oh actually wait, before you roll, before you roll. Uh, <laughs> you can go all in. Uh, so yeah. basically if you make some kind of balls out attack where you scream oh, yeah. incoherently and rip your shirt oh. open, you can you can improve your odds of hitting with an attack, but there's a price. You also make it that much easier for everyone else to hit you. So basically you can give yourself a bonus to this. Um, but your if if your opponent survives, they get the same bonus. I do. I have to rip my shirt off and all that. No, no, no. That, that's just that's just how the text is written. <laughs> you're sleeping yourself open because you're just right. Going, no, right, no. Play it as it's written. You absolutely <laughs> must. <laughs> have your balls out. Tear, tear your blouse. 
Oh, and the balls <laughs> out. Have my balls hanging out. Over the whole yeah. thing, the works. Right. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when I tore my blouse? <laughs> when I tore my yes. blouse. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we have those tearaway prison pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magic Mike style. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, okay. So, um, so this is called a focus shift, and it is up to you. You can give yourself a plus ten, plus twenty, or plus thirty percent bonus. But of course, your opponent gets it as well. Oh. Well, okay, so this is against my identity, right? Yeah. So I can add 30 to my identity and make it, it would make it 90. Yep. Wow. How could I not? How could I not do that? No. Yeah. Do we need some one shot? Yeah, know? let's do it. Go for it. Yeah. Alpha yeah. strike, man. That's just right. Just do it. Oh. I, I will say that if, uh, <laughs> if, if, if Steve, I, I will say that if Steve kills you, oh, no. uh, you get to play Steve. <laughs> So. No, I don't want to play you. <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Okay, so, so I'm glad I used it because I rolled a 62. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So All I right. failed, but a night out of 90, so 62. Okay, cool. So I just go for that. like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Oh, one one fun little thing about Unknown Armies is that the GM tracks all damage, including player character damage. So you never know how many, you know, wounds you have left before you die. It's just up to me as the GM to qualitatively describe how you're feeling. I love that. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, all right. Yep. 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 Okay, so... Let me just determine here. You were going in on this guy. Oh, yeah. And you rolled a 60 what? 62. 62. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, so you, you lash out at him. And what, what did you have? You just had like a small little steak knife or something? It's a knife. Wait, but I assume why? the knives here are very sharp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, why yeah. are you kind yeah. of downplaying? I don't like you're downplaying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, a little knife. what did you have, like a pizza cutter or something? Like, I mean, what was <laughs> very Not about sharp that? Pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of those cheese slicers that looks like a pie server with a slit in it. Yeah, yeah. And design. Yeah. Um, if, if this pizza cutter encounters God, even God's pizza will be cut, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was basically like, it was like um, a paring knife. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I right. don't need a whole no. lot. A no. flash to go where I want. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right, cool. Right so you, uh, yeah, you lash out at him, and uh, and you're you're aiming for the carotid, but because he saw you, he's he flinches back, oh, and no. so you you just cut right up under his jawline, and then you slice through the ear. So you you slice off about half of his ear. That's not that's not acceptable. No, Most. it's not. So okay, so then he's bringing his pistol up. And he is going to pull the trigger. Oh, Morty. All right. So 62. Hold Curious. on. Okay. All right. Yes. In what proximity is this all taking place? Yeah, there's to a lot of noise at this like, point. Where there's about in relation to all of this? There's about to be a lot of noise. So so the living room, to access the kitchen, the kitchen and the living room actually share a wall. Uh, or I should say, actually, the living room and the pantry slash staircase share a wall. And then there's the kitchen. Uh, but to get into the kitchen from the living room, you have to pass through the dining room, right? So if you imagine it's kind of like an L shape, here's the living room, dining room, kitchen, right? So, you know, 
Uh, you're less than a minute from running into the kitchen, you know, if you wanted to run. So this is like taking place at the foot of the stairs yep. to upstairs, which yep. is in like off the dining room, which is a different room from the living it's, room. The stairs up are in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, Cosby yeah. style. Okay. Yeah. So you have to go through ah. the dining room to the kitchen to right. get to the stairs. Right. All right, tracking. Okay. Now, let me just check on point blank here. God damn it. I know. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to play like Steve. how your first strike apparently was so stealthy that I'm still in there like, I don't get to go into town very often. <laughs> the new Wade Bell record for our record player. Oh my yes! god. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know the Garth Brooks mentioned made me think of uh, Wade Bell, a.k.a. Aaron Evans, a.k.a. Yeah. Country Rock Sensation <laughs> in the world does of not like it very much, but I, there's something about him. <laughs> oh my god. That's meta, yo. That is super meta. <laughs> Okay, alright, so as as indicated earlier, Steve has no idea what he's doing with this firearm. And ergo, he is firing wild. Uh-oh, oh no! Oh shit! Donna and Ella, no! Ella! I, I will point out that Ella is right behind you. No! So... Oh no! Alright, let's oh, see... God. Okay. I should have been more stealthy. Okay, good, good, interesting. All right. Uh, all right, so let me see here. <clears throat> he's firing this. Okay, so he, he just, yeah, he flinches away from you, and then he's bringing the gun up, and he's already starting to fire. So he fires he fires off three rounds in quick succession. Oh, no. One of them goes right into the floor, of course. Yeah. Um, another one, uh, you know, sort of wings right through your shirt. But then the... Mine? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yep. But then the, the third one uh, clips your shoulder. Okay. okay. Uh, so, let's see here. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. He, he had a plus 30 on that, didn't he? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, okay, that doesn't affect the outcome at all. Uh, yeah. Oh, you... Just making sure I... No! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Alright, so, uh, so yeah, so the... <laughs> So the third one just clips your shoulder. You feel, you feel like a, a sizzling hot pain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, so it's, you know, hard to say how bad it hit. I've felt that before. I mean, I've been shot at before, so. Yeah. Okay. Before, so so I'm, I'm familiar with that feeling. Right. So this was all, in, this was fun, all, this was all more or less instantaneous. Right. So, right. so Ella's in the middle talking about the new Wade Bell album. Donna's just <laughs> nodding along as she stands in the pantry lightly. Uh, and then, and then Juan... <laughs> and uh, Janet are in the uh, living room. So, of course, you hear stair, you know, feet downstairs, clump, 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 door open, and then, and then just a, what the, oh, oh, and then <laughs> really fast, you know, three gunshots, quick succession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ella, you're the closest to the action. What do you want to do? Um, if I'm not allowed to take this level of liberty, I'm going like rogue Santiago yeah. as style. Yes, I think yeah. being extraordinarily startled by the sound, yep. which I would recognize the sound of a gun, yep. um, and you know, don't like it too much. Um, yep. 
I think that I would probably yell something, and especially when I'm stressed, probably in the language of, you know, the old country. The old country language, yes. Um, but I think that it also happens to be the thing that, like, if I was in trouble, it would cause the dog to go help me. So mm. I think I just yell yes. something like "Shiza," <laughs> <laughs> and the dog is just kind of like sitting in the pantry eating soup. Is like, what? Like, <laughs> I I will make a note. The dog actually had not started to eat the soup. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Just being excited and happy, dog. Just yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I thought the soup didn't have a high enough people content. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. The dog is exclusively oh. human meat at this point. Oh. I sniffs at it. <laughs> a soil and green yeah. in here. The, the soup was too <laughs> pale. He was oh. looking for oh. something a little bit more. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's cool. I, I completely agree with that. Also, just really quick, um, that would be a rank three violence check. So if you have violence at one or two, you're gonna have to make a stress check. Okay. All right, I, yeah, I, I should yeah. do that then. Oh. Okay, and and uh, Donna as well? Oh, 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 okay. oh, oh, oh. Okay, so. And the creepy guy screwed into the wall as well. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> cans, my cans. Right. <laughs> so for a violence check, I would use connect. Okay, so you this is where you defend. So defend with okay. Defend with fitness. Fitness. Mm -hmm. I would like to say my mm -hmm. fitness is a fifty-five, yes. and I rolled a thirty-three, which is matchy matchy. Ooh, a match Ooh, success! Oh no! Nice. Why? Congratulations. No, that's good because it was a success. So oh, it's yeah, a match it was. success. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a matched a good one instead of a bad. <laughs> don't, listen don't listen to me. No. All right, let's see. <laughs> let's see Yay. what happens. Um, so you both made it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, so you definitely both get a notch in violence. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, I'll make a note of it elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Sure. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Um. And I'm not sure if you get anything else for a matched success, unfortunately. What? I know. What a waste of a matched no. success. Can we make something oh. up? Yes. No. Get a half-punched punch card for uh, TCBY. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. I would take anything like that right about now. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> Except, I don't know, in this house, you really don't want to find yourself saying, this can't be yogurt. <laughs> oh, no. It's the country's best yogurt, just in point of fact. <laughs> yes. that, that's what they yes. changed it to. It used to be, this can't be yogurt. I'm just no, really? showing that out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah. I can't believe it's not yogurt. Right. Pretty much, right? I, I can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Maybe okay. the dog could do something because it was a double. Yes. Okay. That's that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. I don't know, Randy. Let's information. Uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else we can throw in there. Um, specific harm. A match success against specific harm. That sounds pretty good. 
Oh no, that's if you're trying to cause specific harm. Uh, okay, all right, that's There's fine. There's a half that's an ear fine. somewhere on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's there true, actually. Yeah. Gazing. <laughs> yeah, he slips on his own ear and falls down the stairs. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Sounds like that's what Steve deserves, honestly. Noted, for sure. Okay, that's fine. Um, I will... Mm, mm, ooh, I got one. I got one. Now, normally this only applies with the magic rules, but there is, there is, a, there is a rule uh, called hunches. And a hunch is basically you can roll the dice ahead of time and then apply it to your to a, a later roll. So I'm going to say that this is the equivalent of a hunch for reasons that shall remain mysterious. Uh, so you can hold that 33. It'll apply to this one, but it's also going to apply to a later roll if you want. Okay. At any point. Cool. Okay. All right. And then but- before succeeding in our doodly hooba. Mm-hmm. What exactly do we do on our character sheet to show our success? Like, what do we change or update? Or- you're gonna add. You're gonna add. A, you're gonna click the next dot along the line there of your violence uh, meter gauge cool. thing. Thank you. Yes. So you'll note that that also changes your, the values of your connect and struggle uh, skills as well, or abilities as well. So uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, um, all right. So that was Ella. So then, how about Donna? You're in the yeah. pantry. You you also um, were able to shrug off the the initial adrenaline rush of hearing these shots fired. What do you want to do? The dog is rushing out past your legs. Not getting in the way of anything. I'm going to run into the living room. Okay. Avoid gunfire. Okay. Great. So you are. You are dashing out of the pantry, probably in a in a in a bit of a crouch, uh, at, along with the dog. So let's get a uh, let's get a dodge roll from you. Okay, hang on, let me. There it is. Okay. I fail. Okay. <gasps> oh. Regular fail. Yeah. Not not a matched. No, just a fi- okay. I rolled a fifty-one, mm-hmm. and I had to be. 25. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. A 51 trying to beat 25. If you can justify a passion, you can flip-flop that roll and, and have it be a success. Mm. Probably a fear passion would be the most uh, appropriate. My fear passion is inappropriate given the current situation. Okay. Does it tie into either? Uh, does it tie into your obsession identity at, at all? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, so that is a street fail. I can tie it into. Shoot. No, I'm trying here. Yeah, that's fine. Wait a sec. Wait a sec, Jen. Is your mic covered? Because you sound a little muffled. Do I? I'm surprised I even have a mic. Oh, that's me. better. All right, I moved it up closer to okay, me. Okay, sorry. That oh, there you better. go. Nice. Yeah, there? Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not a very grounded character, so yeah. a, a real violence thing is not really... Yeah. I'm not really good at that. Okay, that's fine. So I'm going to say it's just that you're running out of the kitchen, but you're still going to be in the line of fire, basically, right. as you're as you're oh. trying to run out. Now... Um, soup mishap, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you slipped a little bit on the, you know, yeah. you, you you kicked over the can of soup and you slipped a little bit on it, and yeah. 
right. Uh, one thing of note, I'm just checking right now. Oh no. Let's see here. Yeah, I know. It's never good in the research saying that. I know. Oh, no. you know, there's just No, I'm trying I'm trying to help here. I'm trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> what um, kind of want any help? <laughs> I don't want any help. Oh my goodness. The only the only thing I have to say that I don't like about this edition is that it, it has the player's handbook, GM's book uh thing and the rules are kind of broken up between the two. Kind of annoying, but anyway, normally when you fail something, you get an experience check, and I'm just trying to see if that's something that applies immediately, or if that's oh. more of a um, campaign thing here. Yeah, I forget. Uh, let's see. Wow, it's not in either index either. Okay, okay well so we're just gonna move along. Yeah, yeah, we'll move along, and uh, I'll just kind of try and look for that as we go. So meanwhile, in the living room, we've got one and. Uh, Janet. Yeah. All right, so one, you hear the you hear the guns go off. You hear the, the dog immediately start barking, of course. You hear some screaming, some, you know, general hubbub. What do you want to do? I definitely get to my feet hearing the dog bark, because that's kind of a trigger for me. Oh. And, uh, oh, yeah. Just sort of get ready, basically. You know, you jump to your feet at the sound of a kerfuffle and the dog barking. And look sure. towards the doorway to um, the kitchen, mm-hmm. but I feel like th- at this point I would see like Donna and, and or the dog come running in at this point. Or... Well, the, the dog's going to be going for um, Steve. The dog is like attacking Steve, yeah. so he's staying in there. Donna's coming running in. Okay. Yeah. I'm just leaping to my feet right now okay. in, in sort of a, oh, shit, kind of, you know, don't mm-hmm. swivel getting ready for some shit going down. Right. <laughs> Keeping one eye on Janet because I don't trust that bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, Janet as well, kind of similar, like, like, oh, Jesus, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that takes us uh, takes us back around to uh, to our primary combatants. So Morton Downey Jr., uh, what do you got for me? Wait, what? No, I did not ask for that. Okay, um, so so the shots have been fired. Yeah, and he's like kind of struggling. He's in pain. Yep. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna keep going after his neck. Like I'm gonna keep. Woo! Like I'm. I want to get rid of him. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's prison yard rules. You don't stab one. No. Oh, sure, it's, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and the fact that, like, there was something that happened that ruined my rhythm, so the fact that I wasn't able to, like, you know, get in there. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm going back after is next. Okay. Oh, and experience checks only apply to identity rolls anyway, so, okay. okay. We are moving on. All right, so, um, yeah. In fact, I'd say since you're going balls out, uh, and ripping your shirt, you're probably actually trying to bowl him over, right? You're probably trying yeah. to push him up against the wall so you can just do the old prison shank, right? Well, but I, I'm actually slight, I'm slightly built, so that's not really how I work. Okay. Um, I don't really use brute force, so I'm more of like I'm more strategic in my 
Okay, so maybe trying to like trip him up and stab him at the same time. That or just finding where he's most vulnerable and then just going in there. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. in terms of his that gap. I believe the technical term is you come at him like a spider monkey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very same. Yeah. I've looked right. it up in the ancient Goju Ryu texts. <laughs> right. It's exactly word for word translation. Okay, cool. yeah. Wow, it feel, feels authentic. It feels real. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go after the. Uh, I'm gonna go after his neck again if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, okay. He's so... just kind of flailing around now, right? Like. Yes, very much. And there's so. something. There's something as I'm like. It's like I'm always. I'm also kind of like detached in a way where I'm just like observing mm-hmm. him flail. Uh-huh. Like that, his I don't get caught up in his energy. Yeah. Of that, the adrenaline piece is different for me. Yeah. And it just allows me to really focus in on like where he's most vulnerable. So okay. I'm gonna try to go after. I just want him to die quickly. Absolutely. As quickly as possible. Okay. All right. So uh, are you still applying your focus shift of plus thirty? Yeah. Okay. Go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Eighty-four. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, right. but that's a success with your plus thirty, right? Yeah, it is. Ooh, wee. Eighty-four. Okay, so that's uh. You really must hate him, Morton. I do. Yeah. He's a bad person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you slash him again. Now let me see here. Okay, damage. Yes, just seeing because there's a certain there's certain thresholds that people can pass. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Equal to a greater than three. Okay. Alrighty. Very good. So. Um, all right, so you're you're still slashing at him. He's just he's flailing around so much. It's really you know he's just putting his putting his his hands up in a defensive posture. You know, and he's just like get the fuck off me, you fucking psycho. You know, and uh, and so you're just you're just slashing react. and stabbing. Yeah, and so yeah. and so actually like you know he puts his hand up right you know poorly timed enough that the knife just goes right through the center of his hand, like, all all the way to the hilt. You know, yeah. so he. He blocks it. He prevents it. He prevents you from slashing his throat. But you know, you just oh, put the knife it. right through it. You know, he's like ah, screaming. Um, Uder, of course, was bringing up the rear, so he has now come down into the um, into the the kitchen, and and he and he says uh, he says Ella, run for the cellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the dog is barking its uh, barking its head off and is is grabbing at the cuff of Steve's uh, overalls. <laughs> yeah, you know. So so I'm kind of imagining that he's like maybe even like down on one knee, right? And you're you're just kind of like up over him and you're trying to trying to yeah. get at him. Yeah. You know. So it's yeah, mm. kind of like that sort of thing. Brutal. Um. So I'm gonna say also because because of the dog and because of the hand. Stab. He has dropped the pistol. Ah. Okay. okay. So, but you're you're too you know you're too uh, caught up in the moment to really do anything about that. Um, so we've got um, we've got Ella 
standing there, but being told to, to run for the cellar. You know where that is, of course. And then we have got uh, Donna running for it out into the dining room towards yep. the living room. Okay, so I'm going to say that's fine. You're, you're going to reach the living room at this point. So Juan, you see Donna come running out of the kitchen through the dining room and into the living room. Uh, in a in a half crouch, and of course more screaming, you know. At this point, it's like screaming bloody murder, you know. Yeah. And um, oh, and what if what if what if good old Ice Pick? Let's see, he went upstairs as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. All right, so he is coming down behind Uder, but he's still on the stairs at this point. Officer Jake, of course, has been locked up. Uh. Janet is now screaming all kinds of uh, expletives. And Juan, what are you doing? So I see Donna come into the room kind of freaked out. Is that yeah. correct? All right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Running for it. And ask her, what the fuck's going on in there? I don't know. I don't know. And of course, you've heard the gunshots, so. And the, the kerfuffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, not getting more information, then I might want to see if I can get a better vantage point. I'm not going to run in to intervene. Right. I want to see if maybe I can just get line of sight on what's going on in there. Yeah. And it, for the moment, will be not forgotten, but lower on my attention list. Sure, naturally. So that so basically, yeah, you move up into the little pass through from the living room to the dining room. You're gonna have to move up a little further to actually get to see where the action's taking place. But uh, that does leave Donna and Janet alone in the living room. And yep. of course, the front door to the front porch is right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think that's everybody for this round, right? Did I miss anybody? No? Good. I think so. Okay, so back to Morton. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, Steve. Steve is uh, is now just struggling for his life. So he's going to um, basically try to take, try to sort of take you down into a pin, uh, Morton. Uh, just to try and, you know neutralize you essentially so mm-hmm. all right all right he gets a plus 30 because you're super off balance from just going all in on this <laughs> <laughs> okay so what we're going to do is he's trying to grapple you so it's it's going to be a series of uh, of opposed roles okay. okay so i succeeded and let's see here is there any right. modifier for him being shaken by a dog yeah Oh, you know, that's a good point, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> is shooketh, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> a dog modifier. A do- oh, let's see. I'm not seeing anything in the rule book, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see here. If she gets after the defender has already acted, the defender has been grabbed by the hand or around the waist, gripped by a hair, otherwise caught. Okay, so Steve, yeah, Steve just like in, in a desperate move just throws himself there there was a penalty for the dog but i rolled low enough he okay. he throws himself around your waist basically he puts your waist in a bear hug okay so that's that's the situation this round so now you're up all right i still have the knife in my hand uh-huh 
right? So I'm just going to keep going at it. Like, I'm just going to keep, you know, just... Okay. Puncturing, puncture, puncture. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Go All for right. it. Yeah, 61. 61. Okay. Just... Yeah. yeah. No, I mean... It's it's very interesting actually the way you're rolling because it's horrible. Uh, I'll just say that unknown armies combat it's actually fairly realistic in that it can be a combat like this where there's just a bunch of little wounds piling up or literally if you had rolled you know sufficiently you could have killed him with one shot. I know. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> For that reminder, yeah. that was the goal. That was the actual goal. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> All right. In case anyone was confused. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for throwing my shame into sharp relief. Exactly. He's very good at that. He's very good at that. Anyway. All right. So. All right. Okay. So yeah, and then sometimes you know, like, I could have chosen to have Steve try and dodge too, but I mean, he just doesn't seem like the type. So. No. Okay. So what, I'm sorry. What did you roll? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Yeah, okay. All right. Interesting. So, yeah, you're kind of having to, like, stab down at him now, but he yeah. does have you a little bit off balance. You're actually kind of, like, falling backwards. So you really can't... You you, you stab down, and, and the knife just goes down across his rib cage along his back. So it, I don't care. It does slice open his, his coveralls and, yeah, uh, and cut, it, you know, man. opens a pretty nasty cut on his back. I love it. I'm, I'm loving this. Okay. Um, all right, so... I'm in he... my element. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, of course, you're doing all this, like, in complete silence, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You're just kind of breathing Ooh. a little hard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's just some from the exertion, but, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm savoring this. All right. Actually, um... Okay, yeah, when can I bring in any other passions? Can I bring any other passions in? Oh, or? you can bring any passions in at any time you want. Yeah. Okay, I should have brought one in at that point, but I didn't. So. Well, it, it's it's to flip flop, and um, okay, you haven't really needed that, so. Well. You know. All right. Yeah. If you rolled like say uh, ninety something, then you definitely want to passion right. that up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Steve's going to try and take you down. So it's kind of a, an opposed struggle roll. Okay. Uh, so roll your. I mean, you can still use your identity since that subs for struggle. Right. Wow, I rolled a zero two. That was almost no! a critical success. <laughs> you really want to kill my character? All right, uh, I'm trying, 52. man. I'm oh. trying. <laughs> a fifty-two. Okay. Uh, let's see. Success one more. Something. All right. Yeah. So you both succeeded. So that actually cancels out. Yay! <laughs> All right. Right. Juan, you reach the uh, you reach the pass through from the dining room to the kitchen, and you can see this insane <laughs> this tableau of uh, Steve kind of you know trying to pull Morton down as he himself is having his pants leg harried by this dog, <laughs> um, and Morton's just stabbing at him with his like steak knife or paring knife, um, and there's you know there's blood splattered on the floor um, and. Yeah, it's just it's uh, just insane, and and so then at that point, uh, Ice Pick uh, pushes his way past Uder, and he's got the taser in his hand. Oh no! So uh, Juan, okay. what do you Juan, what do you want to do? 
I'm watching this all play out, man. Now, normally I feel like I'd run in and want to jump in, but that dog is keeping me at bay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I can't run in and intervene because it put me too close to this attacking dog. Mm. Kind of paralyzes me, but not, I mean, it just makes me watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at uh, looking at Ice Pick. Where yeah. do Ice Pick's loyalties lie? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to trying to the think dog. here. The dog. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> Where everyone's loyalties should lie. And they should. Line. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so Ice Pick actually looks to you one, and 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 he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" He looks to me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Steve and Martin are trying to kill each other. <laughs> Break it up. Break them up, man. They're going to let the dog loose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, so Ice Pick, uh, Ice Pick's going to move in with the taser. On who? Yeah. Well, Morton, you're the one who's still standing, and you're you've got the knife. So oh, I'm no. not a dick. I'm oh not a dick. God. Like like freaking. Actually, wait a minute. I'm gonna come at ice. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They should ice. status off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who does he actually? Yeah. I know? agree. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Good one, Rainy. Yeah. Here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Virtual high five. All right. Yay! So. Um, <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's. Um, it's not really coercion necessarily, but uh, let's see here. Hmm, what is your status there, Morton? My status is fifty. All right, why don't you give me a status roll? Oh, why don't I? Yes. Ninety-seven. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I tried. <laughs> and I rolled Steve's status exactly. So, Boy. all right. Yeah. Luke's gonna get tased. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yeah. So, Ice Pick's coming in with the taser. Can I attack him? Nope. Why not? Because he's coming up behind you. Oh. Yep. Fair enough. All right. So let's see here. Uh, okay. Coming with that taser. And I rolled a 12. All right. So All right. hold on. I have. They do have taser rules in here. <laughs> I'm Amazingly not, enough. I'm not happy with this. Okay. All right. If it hits, compare, roll to... Okay. When the weapon hits, compare the roll to the character's current wounds. If the result is equal to or less than that number, the target goes limp for 1d10 minutes, almost certainly until the combat is over. Uh, okay. If it's a handheld stun, stun gun, you attack, attack with struggle. Okay, did that. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so he just comes up behind you and just sticks the taser right into your kidneys, basically. And uh, you go down like a rag doll. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. All right. So before we follow up on that, Donna, 
you are well actually let's do Ella first. Ella, you were you were uh, yelled at to get to the cellar. What would you like to do? So I would I mean, especially since Donna already kind of ran out of the room, mm-hmm. my concern at this point would be to help as many people as I can because there's all of this horrible stuff happening. Sure. So I would want to run, obviously I have to go through the living room to get to the utility room, to get to the stairs to the cellar. Yes. So on my way, I'd be like screaming for them, like, come with me, I'll keep you safe. Like, let's go, we need to get away. Okay, I love it. All right, so that is what is happening. Uh, Donna, what would you like to do? So I'm hearing Ella scream this. Yeah, she's running into the room. She's like, come with me. I'll keep you safe. Yeah, no, I'm laughing. I'm going to laugh at that. to the front door. Okay. Into the terrifying storm. All righty. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. So, uh, so you do that. And is there an Afghan on the sofa I can Ooh. grab? Sure, yeah. absolutely. Chris, there is. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you grab the Afghan and you run for it. And I have to get okay. to my son. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. Father free, I mean, not loose. It's like a German immigrant farmstead. Wouldn't it be a quilt? Oh. Oh, like a like an Amish quilt kind of thing. Real. I don't know. It depends on what Ella sews slash crochets. I don't know. My great grandma, you know, June Schmidt. She <laughs> made us an Afghan. I think I can make Afghans. Yeah, fair. It's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Just checking. Verisimilitude. <laughs> yeah, so. We're going for it here. <laughs> I demand accuracy in my in my textiles. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Was it a taser or was it a stun gun? I mean, they're different things. Hello. Hello. They're all categorized under electroshock weapons, so it's it's fine. It's (laughs) awesome. Cattle prods, you know. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay. All right, so Donna, you run out onto the front porch. Of course, it is, yeah, it's still hailing outside and... Uh, which, you know, we're all familiar with hailstorms. Hailstorms do not normally last this long. This hailstorm has been going for like an hour. Yeah, it's weird. The, uh, it, is, it is probably, the sun probably is setting or has set, but it's impossible to tell because the, the clouds overhead are basically black and there's like purple lightning arcing through them. That doesn't seem normal. That sounds awesome. <laughs> the wonder of nature. Um, so of course, it's like the... a Metallica album cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've, yeah, we've progressed from we've progressed from, uh, from Garth Brooks, Wade Bell to, to right. Metallica. Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yes. The uh, the unholy visage of Cliff Burton forms itself out of the clouds. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. All right, so the yard is, is, is like, covered in hail. I mean, it almost looks oh, like no. it's snow at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, so what you can see from the porch is a, an old barn about uh, 30 yards from the house. And then that's to your left. And then to your right is a detached garage. Right. That's about 10 yards from the house, or, or right. not even that, five yards from the house. Okay. Um, there's the, there's the dirt track that goes out through the fields and back up towards the highway. And actually you can see on the highway, uh, where your, you know, your van was, was abandoned, you know, about a mile away, you can see flashing 
lights from police cars. Oh. They're stationary at the moment. Okay. Okay. So what would you like to do? I'm running towards the lights. All right. Off she goes into the hail. Skadoosh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Ella, you are running for the utility room. Janet decides to take your uh, take your lead, follow your lead rather, and um, and she's going with you. One. Uh, what would you like to do? Seeing them bolt for the door, I'm going to have to let the kerfuffle resolve itself because it dawns on me that if they escape, they could rat us out, and I am not going back to prison. So right? I'm going to have to chase after them and make okay. sure that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, so uh, that's fine. You are giving chase. Um all right. Meanwhile, Morton, you are unconscious. Yes. Yes, I am. Would you like to play Steve or would you like to just remain unconscious? Um, I guess I could play Steve, but then you have to give me another character sheet and I don't think my computer can handle that. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, uh, that's fine then. That's fine. Uh, you can, we can just have Morton be unconscious for a little while. Only a little, well, you said, you said 1d10, um, minutes. Minutes, so yeah. can yeah. you please roll that so I can see how many minutes I'm unconscious? I already rolled. I will reveal oh. it when the time is right. But I guess that means you rolled 10. I mean, Slam. you, I can neither confirm nor deny such right, rumors. Right, right, right. No, no, we all know. Yeah, it's too late. God yeah. damn it. All right, so... <laughs> All right, so Ella, you run into the utility room. Okay, yes. All right, you want to go all the way down to the cellar? But for now, I think that's the best idea to get away from what's happening and maybe figure out what I might be able to do. Okay. Okay, so um, we will uh, we will leave that with you going down to the cellar. But meanwhile... We have Janet making or uh, uh, Donna making a run for it, yep. and Juan in hot pursuit. So, speaking of pursuit, there is a pursuit ability. So, let's get a pursuit roll from Juan, and a pursuit roll from Donna as well, because it works both ways. It is both the the skill of catching someone or catching something and avoiding being caught. So. Or actually, uh, Donna, if you would prefer to roll fitness, if you just want to rather go for just, yeah, pure speed. Okay. Yeah, fitness. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 83. No. Uh, okay. That's a fail. That's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. How about one? I uh, rolled a 68 on my pursuit. Ooh. Attempting to beat a 35, so oh, I also no. failed. Okay. okay. Tail is tripping me up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see here. Uh, do, do, do. All right. Just looking at the extended uh, resolution thing here. All right. So... All right, uh, let's see here. It is a compressed challenge. Yes, there's a time limit. 
And two. All right, what is at stake? At stake is that one is going to catch Donna or else Donna's going to reach the police. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And abilities in play. We've got pursuit versus fitness. We already figured that out. Okay. All right. And both of you failed. And so, uh, yeah, basically you just maintain your, your distances. So I'm going to say oh. that Juan has five rounds to try and catch Donna. So that was round one. So let's get another, let's get another okay. matched roll here. All right, here we go. I made it. Oh. Okay, regular success. Regular. All right. Okay, and how about one? I got an 85 regular oh. fail, I think. A regular <laughs> fail. Just a regular fail. Regular, everyday, normal fail. Yeah, everyday. Routine. Routine <laughs> failure. Right, right. Okay, again. Okay. Sweatpants and failures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I rolled a nine. Oh, oh shit! Oh, shit! Okay, one. Yeah. Shit, I gotta roll again. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting so caught up in in honest. <laughs> a two. No! Oh! 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 Oh no! <laughs> All right. So that that they cancel each other out, basically. So so essentially, yeah. Donna one is like like you know that wonderful sensation of running from someone mm. and you can hear them right behind you, oh. you know, yeah. he's not, he's not close enough to touch, but he's, mm. he's keep, you know, he's, you know, he took off after you and he's about maybe five to 10 feet behind you. Damn. And Damn. Meanwhile, we have the constant bee stings of the hail. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are actually, uh, you are actually feeling that hail hit you, you hard. Yeah. Accumulating yeah. under our feet as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Slippery. Yeah. That's an issue. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we get a matched fail, I think we all know what's going to happen. Ooh. Down you go. Yep. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Go for it. What's right. the, what'd you get? One more. Yep. Twenty-eight. I made it with a twenty-eight. Made it with twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. One. I made it with a twenty-seven. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> That's four. Let me uh, only four. Let me just let me just ask a quick question here. Um, the do both of you have fifty points in your wound thresholds? Yes. Thank you. Uh, bottom right bottom corner. Right. Bottom right corner. Oh yeah, I have sixty in wound threshold. Oh. Tough guy, oh. eh? <laughs> All right. Some sort of physical training in my past may have hardened me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Working out under waterfalls, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Maintaining my balance on a rope. <laughs> Old Japanese man. There you go. Tackling at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds right. All right. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, you're both yeah you're both being pummeled by this hail, which right. actually at this point is uh, like golf ball sized. Fuck uh, yeah, dude! Oh shit, that's no yeah. good. No, that's no good. Yeah. yeah, about I mean, first golf ball sized hail. I feel I might be like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're we'll so, let the hail handle her. That could so knock close you unconscious. to catching her, though. Yeah, I know. You. I know. We're, we're, th we're this close. With one roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could straight up die, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. You could have your, have your skull cracked open. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, we have one more roll here. So let's let's do it. Fifty-two fail. Oh fucking hell. No, fitness is fifty-five. I just oh. made. Oh no. <laughs> this nice. is crazy because last she rolled a twenty-eight, I rolled a twenty-seven. This time she rolled a fifty-five. Fifty-two. Hey, Fifty-two. Okay, no, it's not that crazy. I rolled a fifty-four. Okay. But okay. uh, my pursuit is thirty-five, so I failed. No. That's a fail. All right. So yeah. Right. So so, um, Donna is getting some distance on you, and of course the hails hitting you pretty hard. Oh, God. So, do you want to just let her go? At this point, which is closer, the house or the barn? The barn. I'm going to book it for the barn, because I just need shelter at this point. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. try and make it back to the house, because I might die en route. Yeah, so, my true. best chances are survival are getting into shelter in the barn. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Okay. So, um, you do so. And um, entering into the barn, it is obviously disused. Um, there That's is, weird. Yeah, there's no sign of any like active farming uh, operation yeah. going on. It's just. Wait, you don't say. Yeah, no. So oh, oh, I do say. Oh, but you do. Yeah. I do, and um, <laughs> there's a there's an old Desoto up on blocks. Mm, what? Yep. Mm. And, uh, Are there any tools or other implements in here mm -hmm. of any kind? Um, you know, there's there are some tools for sure. Um, you know, uh, uh, saws and and uh, hammers and whatnot. Nice, because uh, tools make excellent weapons. So. <laughs> that's good to know I'm gonna note that I don't need to necessarily arm myself right now but it's yeah. pretty cool that there's this treasure trove of torque wrenches and claw hammers yeah, and exactly. other things that... yep reading my mind alright <laughs> that's where I was gonna head if like I was gonna take the dog out to the barn I was like oh I'm gonna get the biggest implement and bash Steve's head in but now I'm tasered on the floor of the kitchen so Yes, indeed. The best are. laid plans of mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Donna, um, you those those police lights are closer, but um, you are you are getting pummeled more with this hail. Okay. Uh, it is it is uh, you're actually feeling blood running down your face because it's <gasps> opening up some some oh, cuts no. on your scalp. Sure. So. What do you want to do? I, I, I've got to save my son. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's definitely, uh, yeah, definitely in in line with your passions. So, um, what's what? that? I say my son is in danger. Oh yes, indeed. All right. So uh, let us get a fitness roll, please. Eight. Wow. Okay. Yay! Go, Donna, go! Hey, you're about this. Like, yeah. This is what well I'm doing. Well done, Meadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're sort of like, uh, you, you you can't even run anymore. The hail's coming down so hard, but you're still stumbling up this 
this uh, track. And at this point, you can see that the highway patrol car is uh, coming slowly down down the track towards the farmhouse. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. So meanwhile, back in the house, um, Morton, you regain consciousness. Where am I? You are in, uh, back in the living room. Oh. You're you're staring at the ceiling. You're uh, lying on the couch, and you can feel uh, your hands have been roughly tied behind you. Right. All right. I'm listening. All right. Uh, you hear a uh, soft groaning sound coming from the other side of the room. I, like, kind of crane my head to look if I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Steve is um, sitting on the armchair, uh, and and Ice Pick is, like, examining the cut on his back. And he's like, well, I don't know, Steve. Uh, it looks looks like it'll need some stitches. Yikes. Okay. Just... The snitched. That's... <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh... So I'm, like, kind of, like, feeling, like, what are they... What have they tied my hands with? Um, they have just tied it with, like, a dish towel. So it's very, uh, very funky. You know, you could probably okay. wriggle your way out. So, um... Yeah, I need to get out of this. And they both need to die. Um, where's the gun? Is the gun anywhere nearby? You see the gun is tucked in the back of uh, Ice Pick's pants. Is Ice Pick's back to me? Yes. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. When we were in prison, like when mm. we were in Surrey, like like Steve and Ice Pick, they would, they would punk me. They would try to punk me. Yeah. Um, they would definitely try to exert their status i guess over me mm -hmm. um and i i mean i'm i'm who i am mm -hmm. i'm pretty tough i've been through certain things mm -hmm. and so i don't like them very much at all right. and i think that they're bad people right. they're just bad yeah and so i need to figure out a way to get out of this dish towel so i can just get rid of both of them easily okay Um, like, okay, that that's a good goal. And like I say, you can you can definitely you can definitely get your way out of that out of that tie. So it's uh, a good murderous goal. Okay, so I'm wiggling yeah. my hands quietly, like trying yeah. to get out of the dish towel. How long will that take me? Do you think? Uh, if you're trying to do it surreptitiously, you know, it'll definitely take you a couple minutes at least. Okay, you know? so I'm working on it. I'm working on it while they seem distracted by Steve's distracted by the pain, yep. and Ice Pick is distracted by having no brain. So. I'm just gonna let them kind of try to muddle through it together while oh, I'm man. working on my getting my wrist free. No sympathy for ice pick whatsoever. No. Mm -mm. All right, fair enough. No. All right. Meanwhile, he's, me. he's a bad person. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, oh. <laughs> Ella, Ella, you have proceeded by this point through the utility room. Now and towards the cellar. Now uh, you are aware that the cellar is Uder's workshop. Yes. Uh, it is where he works on his his clockworks. You have never been down there. Oh. He 
He told me to go down there, but I've never been down there. Indeed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm, as far as I'm aware, there is still violence happening in the main house. Yes, yes, because we're we're Wait. we're rewinding the timeline a little bit here, uh, because this is back. This is this is to back when. Uh, yeah, this is still yeah. like Donna's being chased outside. Yep. they're still dealing with stuff in the kitchen. I've run yep. with Janet, <laughs> your best friend. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, I my intent at this point, because I know how men can be, is to get down there. I don't know exactly what I'll find, but knowing it's a workshop, I should be able to get something to try to defend us. Okay. <laughs> where's Uder? My my question is, where's Uder? Where's Uder is is the question of the uh, of the session, uh-huh. but but we will we will find that out momentarily. <laughs> All right, so you uh, so you move through the utility room. This this room you've been in because it, this is where the washer and dryer are. Um, Fair enough. And uh, oh, yeah, I, pretty you know, much. Yeah, and uh, but it also has a lot of like tools and you know uh, all your gardening equipment is in here. Um, you happen to know there's a there's an axe for wood cutting in here. Just FYI. Right, I'm going to uh, grab it on my way down just in case I okay. don't spot anything better. Okay, sure. Um, and yeah. All right, so uh, so yeah, so Uder does keep the door to the cellar locked. Um, and he, he has the keys. So he obviously was panicking when he told you to go down to the cellar. How do you want to resolve that? Let's see. I not sure about these angry aggro dudes. <laughs> really want to save Janet, even though she's a stranger. Like people, I'm good with sure. it. Sure. We go down there. I have this little hatchet, but there is the possibility. Oh, I, I should clarify. It's one of those two-handed jobs. Oh, it's like an like a firewood. Uh, like. Yeah, for for splitting okay. logs. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have this axe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like we'd be find a better place to hide in the workshop because I know the cellar is large because it goes yeah. under the whole house. Yes. So I'm a I'm gonna try to bust out this door. Yeah. Okay. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's get a uh, let's get a fitness roll from you, and we'll give you a plus thirty on that since you have this axe and your intention is strong. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that plus thirty, my fitness is ninety. Wow. Oh, yeah. The seventy-six is not so bad. Ah. Not so bad. No. All right. Good. All right. So yeah, you you kind of line it up right there on the latch, and then. You know, and you just, I mean, it's an interior door. It's not too difficult. You just, you know, break it open at the latch and the door swings inwards, uh, you know, over out over the stairs leading down. And so I'm like, come on, we, we can find a place to hide. We'll, we'll be safe. Ooh. All right. So, so Janice is like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, because of course, there's no light switch at the top of the stairs. Right. 
<laughs> uh, obviously, the light is on in the utility room, so you have some ambient light there that's lighting the stairs going down. But of course, that only goes so far, and then it descends into darkness. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, as you stand there at the top of those stairs, you've never been through this door. You've never been down these stairs. Oh my god! And yet... You feel like you have? There's a... There's a weird ghost of a memory? Like... Have I been here before? Have I... Deja vu! You know, have I been standing at the, at the top of these stairs before? Yeah, and I know things are hazy sometimes. Yeah. So maybe I have, but it's one of those things that I forget. Yeah. Yeah. So down you go? Yep. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's the 90s. But, I mean, I grew up in a place without cellars. So keep oh, okay. That's yeah, right. That's right. That. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would I be looking for more of, like, a pull chain situation? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like a bulb? Okay. You would Got be looking you. for a pull chain, for sure. I would assume it wouldn't be too far from the door because he has to come down here to work mm -hmm. on stuff. Yeah. Sure. That's what I'd be like feeling for. Okay. Alright. Uh, not All expecting right. anything scary or ultra dangerous unless I trip over a tool or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a workshop. Yeah, right. Just a workshop. Mm -hmm. Alright. So uh so yeah you, you you make your way down the creaky stairs uh into this uh space that smells of like slightly rusted iron and mothballs and and uh oil you know and um as you are coming down to the bottom of the stairs uh, basically the the staircase um descends into the middle of the cellar right so you're just yeah. you, you you have the you have the railing your hands on the railing but there's just a sense of space all around you uh including like under you and behind and uh and as you are descending into the darkness you hear a sound of something scuttling on metallic legs in the darkness janet immediately what the fuck was that <laughs> does not like this <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> oh, no. But I would assume that as Ella, because I've never been down here, I don't yeah. really know what that is. Yeah, no. But don't. I do know that he makes these automatons. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I assume some sort of lab mm -hmm. thing, like from his setup. Yeah. So I'm still just trying to look for the light. I'm just saying, oh, he builds toys and things. It's nothing, I'm sure. Toys? That thing sounded like it was the size of a horse. There are all sorts of devices and things that are of interest. Right, well, is there a light in this room or what? I'm looking for it. There should be a, a pull chain or something around here. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so you've moved out into the cellar now at this point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so you're, you're just sort of blindly casting around because you're sure there must be a pull chain right here at the bottom of the stairs, surely, you know. Right. And uh, 
and and as your as your arm is sort of casting around around the height you assume a pull chain would be, you feel some fingers just brush across your forehead. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like they're it's like they're hanging down, and your, and no. your arm just brushed them. Do they feel like like metallic like automaton parts? They feel very flesh-like, but they're not warm. Okay. They're room temperature. And I do. I'm. No. I mean, I'm not aware of what he's working on right now, but I. I have some history of understanding the things that he can do with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um. So, I. Kind of pull. I don't know the, Janet's name at this point, but I kind of like push yeah. her back towards the stairs a little bit and say, I think. Instead of turning on the light, maybe we can just wait here and see if it sounds safe or if someone's coming down. I don't, I can't really see where to go down here. All right. So as you are, as you are sort of backing up um, to to push her back onto the stairs, you actually feel that that pull chain just uh-huh. brush brush against your ear. You know. Oh, no, 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 Come on. No, no, no. All right, I'm gonna pull it. I like light. <laughs> <laughs> light is good. Nothing. Light, no, yeah. shine, shining light on something has never backfired yeah, in the it's history. It's better if you can see. There's Absolutely. no reason to avoid that. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So you pull that pull chain, and a single naked bulb illuminates above you. Yeah. And what you see is a lot, but there's like a workbench. There's row upon row of coffee cans, each labeled with different sizes of screws, nails, washers, you know, very tidy, very neat. Vices, uh, you know, uh, lathes, you know, other like, you know, sort of home industrial pieces of equipment. And then hanging from the rafters are just all these, you know, pieces and parts and things, including an entire row of arms an entire row of legs, an entire row of torsos, male, torsos, female. And uh, all the female, you know, female arms, you're looking at them, they're right, that's that's the one that's closest to you. They all look like your arms. All the hands look like your hands. Oh, oh. And, uh, And so at that point, you get this like <laughs> memory coming back up. You you can hear Uder's, you can hear your own voice. You're pleading with your husband to take you to the doctor. You're lying on the floor of the cellar. Your neck, uh, your neck is is sending shooting bolts of pain all down your body, and you can't move your legs. And uh, and and Uder's standing over you, and he says, "This will be better, don't you see? You'll live forever, darling." You'll never have to grow old. Your beauty will still be fresh in a thousand years. You will have the perfect health you deserve, the unfailing perfection of a body without age. No, you don't need the probing fingers of some Yankee doctor. I can give you all you need. And then you remember the agony as he gutted you and replaced your insides with gears in the place of tissue and bone, all the time telling you of his love, a love that would give life eternal. 
Yeah, this is a, a fun thing to try to react to. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's start out. Let's obviously that's a stress check. So let's start out. Oh my god. Let's start out with a uh, yes. Well, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's start out with a. Uh, let's start out with an unnatural stress, obviously. So, uh, that is defended with knowledge. So you're gonna roll your knowledge. All right. So I rolled an odd six. Oh. But also because I am more than I know, I do resist shocks to unnatural. <laughs> Yes, you do indeed. So you would actually have rolled against the identity rather than your knowledge, which might have even been better, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I would have. But yeah, Great. I made it regardless with my top six. That's a, yes, that's an excellent roll. All right, so nice. you mark Very mark good. a notch in your unnatural. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you can react accordingly since you, you passed, you, you, you got a little more hardened to the unnatural. So what? Nice. What do you think? So I think since I handled the shock of that so well. Yes. I, I think what I realize is that I actually have the tools I need to deal with these rude men upstairs mm-hmm. to make sure that people like Janet, like poor Donna who ran out of my house into the hail, don't have to deal with these types of men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna fix my grip on the ax and go back upstairs. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! We have a queen. Queen. Oh, awesome. Let's cue up the uh, Terminator theme music. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no! Oh no! Oh dear. Okay. Oh, my God. We wait no. So, um, <laughs> all right. So let's let's hop back outside for a moment. Uh, so Donna, you have run up. You have staggered up to this uh, highway patrol car. Its windshield has already been spiderwebbed in a couple places from the hail. Oh. And uh, and 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 the the officer behind the wheel sees you in his headlights and you know jumps out and he's he's kind of like crouching under the hail. And he's like, get in the car, get in the car. What are you doing out here? You're gonna get killed. Yeah. What? I'm getting in the car. All right, good. All right, so uh, so you slide in, you slide Yay. in, you slide in, and he, and he and he says, "What the hell's going on? Why are you out here? Was that was that your van back on the highway?" Yes, it was. We were in a hostage situation at the farmhouse about a mile out. I have to get to my son. He's in the prison. So okay, so he immediately gets on the uh, the CB the police box and uh you know calls in a code and you know i've lo- i've located the, co- the escapees repeat i've located the escapees please send all available units you know and he starts giving the coordinates yeah, yeah. RFD. exactly um okay so you are safe in the car and you have alerted the cops one you are in the barn uh you can see through you know some cracks in the wood there's that highway patrol car it's about 200 yards up the track um, you're guessing Donna just got in. You, you think you saw the door open and close. What do you want to do? Wow, I'm looking around at all these tools. There's like torque wrench, claw hammer, and a Nokia 3310. So I'm going to take the most durable. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> now, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'm still held in place by the hail. I can't bolt out into it here. I'm just going to have to try and um, hide and slink away when the opportunity presents itself. All right. Always because, looking out for number one, right? Yeah, basically. Number one. I'm like, yeah. I'm removed from the situation. I'm in a good hiding spot. Yeah. As soon as the hail slackens, I'm out of here, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I should say that this, this scenario has no set uh, victory condition. It just says it's up to the players to decide if their characters succeeded at the end or not. So uh, you can definitely be like mixed. You know, some of you succeeded, some of you did not. You know, it's, it's um, yeah, interesting yeah. set up in that way. So, okay, so Juan is looking for his opportunity. Donna is in the patrol car. All right, back to the living room. We've got Morton. Slipping the bonds. So um, it's kind of up to you how best you want to go about it. Since you're trying to be uh, subtle about it. Mm-hmm. I'm the quiet one. You're the quiet one, I was going to say. You can use that identity mm-hmm. and try and uh, try and slip your bonds without alerting Steve or Ice Pick. Yep. Screw those guys. All right. 60, I guess. Okay. So... Sixty-one. Oh. Yeah, it's your identity. Can you flip it? It is my identity. So can oh. I flip flop it? Okay. Is it your? Is it? Is it connected? Is it the starred identity? Yes. Oh yes. All right. Three. Work. So sixteen. Make it a sixteen and succeed. All right. Nice. All right. So uh, so yeah, you know, it's a dish towel. You know, and, and so it's, it's actually quite easy to get out of it and do it quietly. So you now have a dish towel in your hands if you wanted to oh, yeah. carry an ice pick, for example. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, you can, or you can go and try and grab the gun. I think grabbing the gun, boom, boom, and I'm done here. Okay. All right, so I know that's you like are... five moves, but still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, easy peasy. No hmm. problem. Yeah, simples. No problem. Simples. All right, so um, so you are just getting set to make your move when perhaps the door to the utility room opens. I don't know. How is Ella going about this? Oh yeah, I'm a. I'm just going up there. Like I am kind of Terminator style at this point. I was like, well, this is what I am. So let me fix this situation. Yes. <laughs> I'm just coming out of there. Like I have. I have my axe, my hands. I'm seeing what's going on in my living room so I can make a decision about what's next. Okay, it's probably cool. strange. Like, I'm not covered in blood or anything. Yeah. I have my, like, sweet smile on my face because I'm, I'm a sweetheart. Yeah. But I'm holding an axe. So, you know. <laughs> you're, 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 like, in your, you know, pajama bottoms, you know, just, like, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> Um, okay, so so yeah, so you're just about to make your move when the door to the utility room opens, and this you know person, this this young lady who lives in the house, comes out holding this slightly rusty uh, axe, double-handed axe. So I back off. I like sink into the back, like I sink against the wall. Yeah. Like I see this. I see her. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if she's a good person or a bad person. So I'm just, I, but when I see that she's holding that, I don't have a weapon. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to back up 
um, and try to just, again, use that quietness of, of who I am just to camouflage myself, if possible. Try, try to be as inconspicuous as possible. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, does Ella have any kind of expression on her face? Like, I, I think it's weirdly, you know, like housewifey, like just kind of <laughs> so my pleasant smile as I yeah, walk into the living room. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because my goal here is to help the good strangers from the bad rough men. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, all right, so you are coming out into the living room, and uh, Ella or Ella, <laughs> Steve, you know, sees you as well. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And uh, and Ice Pick also sees you and 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 uh, uh, straightens up. You know, now Steve looks in a real bad way. You know, like he he's sweating, um, and and a little pale just from you know, like he, he's uh, almost going into shock at this point. You know, and. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and uh, uh, but Ice Pick, you know, uh, grabs the pistol, and he's not leveling it at you, but but he just says, "Hey, hey, like we don't we don't need to turn this into any more violent situation than than what we've already had, okay? Like we're gonna be out of here as soon as the storm passes. You don't need to do anything crazy, okay?" Your friend was rude, and this is my house. Do you want to be rude too? <laughs> all right yeah all right so i'm gonna say that is a uh that is a coercion uh for sure and i'm gonna say that you can use your um what is it your your kind of unique identity or uh more than you know identity yeah, or, yeah. you can use that <laughs> i made it with a 59 yeah okay all right, so uh, um, let me roll for, for Ice Pick here. And, okay. Oh, wow, okay. So I actually rolled a fumble on that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so he actually throws the pistol down. <laughs> and, um, and, and he just puts his hands up. He's like, hey, uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, don't, I don't mean any trouble. Wonderful. Uh, let me take care of this and I can start some tea. It's very cold outside. I'm sure everyone would just like to be nice and warm. And uh, I'm going to turn towards Steve because he was the instigator uh, from yep. the moment he walked in my house. With a bad pistol. Man. Yep. Yep. So my goal on my next turn, whatever that might be, yes. is going to be to go at him with the axe. Okay. Unless Morton is doing anything, I think you can go ahead and do that. Nope, nothing for Morton. Okay, nope, nope, so. Nope. Is All Homer right. Simpson hedging into the couch cushions? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah. I rolled. I was never here. Yeah. <laughs> An right. 84, which would not make it, but I'm going to use my flip on this identity to do a 48. Yeah, yeah, it could be your rage passion, or it could nice. be, or it could be your, uh, if it fits your, your obsession, yeah. it could be that it too. Would, it would fit my rage passion as well because my rage is rude, grabby men. Yep, there you go. All right, so uh, and so, what did you flip it to? A forty-eight. Forty-eight. All right, so so Steve is still Steve's still like kind of perched on the uh, armchair, like kind of 
twisted sideways with his elbows on the on one of the arms so that Ice Pick could look at the wound on his back. So he's just looking up at you like this like this dumb idiot, you know, and and he just continues to look at you like that as you just bring the axe right down center of his face and just split his skull open. Sling blade. Yep. And so I just like pull the axe out like it's stuck in a piece of wood and then I carry it with me into the kitchen and start the kettle. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Uh, So as you enter the kitchen, uh, you find Uder is uh, sitting at the at the little breakfast table. And uh, and he's just got he's got his fingers interlaced and he's just like, you know, sort of sitting there lost in thought. And then as you walk in, he looks at you and looks up at you and gives you this weak smile. Huh. Mm. I was going to make some tea. Do you want some? Oh, boy. That would be lovely. Thank you. <sighs> just going on doing my thing. All right. All right. So, yes. <laughs> so, so I will, I will just make a note in terms of damage, the way damage works in unknown armies is that um, lightweight damage, like from a knife, for example, is usually the sum of the two dice. So like Des, like when you rolled, say, a 61, mm-hmm. I summed that into seven, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and then the weapon can add something. So like you had a small knife, so that adds a plus three, so the seven becomes 10. So that would be 10 points of damage you know, taken off of 50 points, which is, you know, the, the average wound threshold. However, if you roll a matched success, so if you had rolled, say, a 44, you read that as that's the entire amount of damage. So when I was saying <laughs> earlier, like, it's possible to one-shot somebody, right? Holy smokes. Yeah. Now, firearms work the opposite way, where a regular success is the damages from what you roll. However, firearms usually have a max damage capacity like that, 9mm Beretta can't do more than 50 points, but since most people have 50 wound threshold, it is technically possible to kill somebody with one shot with a 9mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ella's damage works like firearms. So when you rolled that 48, you did 48 points of damage to Steve, and he only, oh. had, and he only had 14 points left. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. <laughs> Just to give you some idea of the amount of destruction that you wrought upon him. So... <laughs> cool. All right. So anyway, um, all right. Well, so Ella's making the tea. I think that's. The, I think this is a great place to sort of like do a little epilogue wrap up thing here because now, now the highway patrol car is pulling up outside the house, right? And um, Donna is in the car, but but the guy's telling you stay in the car, you know, mm-hmm. stay low, uh, you know, we'll we'll get you reunited with your son. Uh, Juan, meanwhile, is watching all this happening and can easily, you know, continue to lie low or slip out the back, whatever. But Juan's going to be able to get away, basically, you know. Uh, really, it just leaves Morton. I have an idea. Yeah. Woo! 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 So, so I, I see all of this happen yeah. in yeah. front of me. Yeah. And I find it all fascinating because <laughs> my obsession is death. Yeah. And, oh, and, and your violence, I, I don't need to call for a violence check for you, right? Because no, you're, no, you're pretty hardened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of like seeing this, I'm kind of amazed. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of like kind of enthralled by Ella. Mm hmm. Um, like, and I've never felt that way about anybody. <laughs> and maybe, maybe with the six people that I've killed, but, well. but never with somebody like that. I was, I was kind of amazed. 
But then I see her, like, I can see, like, I kind of very quietly am looking, like, from the living room into the kitchen to see her just, you know, tending to Uter. Mm, mm. And I can, then I hear the highway patrol, like, yeah, you, know, you see the up. you see the lights up on you the, see the uh, lights, and then I hear him stomping up the porch, and I just think, oh, now it's my chance to um, to uh, go somewhere where, like, I need to go somewhere where it's more maximum security. <laughs> I, I know okay. this about myself, so yeah. I'm gonna say that I did that to Steve. Oh, you're gonna. Ooh. Um, All right. And that and that I did that. Wow. And I did it on purpose. Wow. Damn. So, Damn. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so like basically, like the the last mm-hmm. shot of the of the movie, as it were, is you know yeah. Ella putting the can uh, the kettle on as as you know the the crane shot kind of sweeps yeah. out, and we see the cop walking up with his gun out, you know, ready for anything, and Morton just stepping out with his hands up, you yeah. know. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Jailbreak, everybody. Yay! It was either that or Morton, like, goes down into the cellar, like, why not me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Fantastic. If, if I'd been privy to it, maybe, but yeah, yeah. I think um, that's so cool. It could have gone so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah very open. As yeah. game, everybody. I mean, if you Google what Unknown Army's scenario should I run, Jailbreak is always the one that comes up. You know, I yeah. mean, even even though it's not as good of a fit with third edition's uh, core assumptions, you know, like you don't have the cabal element to it. But I think, yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's a really good scenario. So I decided fun. to go for it and I'm glad I did. <laughs> great job, everybody. Yeah, that was really satisfying. That was great. And, and, I, and I love that there's like a pool of nine characters to yeah. choose from because then that's yeah. another way it'll be different every time right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah totally. oh but but jen do you want to give them the background on donna oh, and yeah. like what was going yeah. on with her oh um well i was a cult member of father freedoms for a while okay and he actually does have real talents and gifts and it's it was he's really a really scary seriously scary dude and i have certain um a certain I got trepanning to try and fix my brain so that I could constantly see people's auras. Oh my god! And it was a, a disaster. And I, I have a huge backstory, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was able to see that Ella didn't have an aura right away. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I knew she wasn't human. Yeah. yeah. And the dog as well. The dog's also right. A the dog is also an automaton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, the way the way magic is set up in in wow. unknown armies is just insane. I mean, like it's really interesting because it doesn't it doesn't pull a lot on like actual occult traditions other than just acknowledging that those exist, but that a lot of it is just accretions that humans have added to the actual magic that's contained within. Mm-hmm. And so there are there are like you know basically in order to access magical power, you have to become super obsessed in ways that are not healthy so that's like you know father freedom would have actually been an example of like a typical adept probably you know and yeah. and of, and of course what's actually going on in the background is that 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 truck that blew up the um yeah 
the wall was part of Father Freedom's cult is trying to spring him out. And then the storm is all having to do with, you know, whatever the hell's going on with him. Yeah, which we're is, background players. You're background players, exactly. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, I love this is that. this is going on in the middle of another unknown army scenario that's, that's yes! playing out. That's so you know. Good. Yeah. I was uh, thinking rich. that Father Freedom was Lightning's dad or something. Like I had Ooh, That's actually yeah. a possibility. I, I yeah. Can't say. yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and then I thought uh, they were cannibals for a, for a second too. I was oh, like, oh, they're a bunch yeah. of cannibals. yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, we're fucked. I was wanted to get a hell. look at that like grinder yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Really oh fun. yeah. That, that's the one. The one thing that's unfortunate we didn't really we weren't really able to do was um, do more house exploration because there's just all kinds of weird clockwork shit all all throughout the house, you know. So there's the, the can opener in the pantry. And then if you had uh, turned on the, the gorilla and the bear, they would have, like, actually had a real boxing match. Like, it wouldn't have been, like, you know, like... Right. You know, like that. It, they would have actually been, like, ducking and yeah. weaving. And, like, oh, my God. You know. And I then know. Nobody turned the key. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, upstairs in the master bedroom, there's, like... Uh, there's another like life-size automaton who like plays the violin when you turn oh, her on, you know, like, yeah, so. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, it's super, what? super creepy, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, cool. anyway. I would definitely want to like do more exploration because like, it's weird, like the house floor plan has unused room and I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to talk about big backstory. I mean, Uder and Ella have this insane backstory and there's this whole bit with like, what's in the storage room? And so if you go yeah. into the storage room, there's something in the trunk and what's it's the like, trunk? It's like a like, total uh, Bluebeard's Bride kind of. It very yeah. is, is, yeah. But way before that was ever created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Although it's funny because yeah. last night I was uh, I was watching an actual play with Greg Stoltze, who's the main author of this game, and in the group was one of the main authors from Bluebeard's Bride. Oh shit! Oh, okay. So okay. <laughs> kind of yeah. like worlds colliding. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. No, there's a whole thing with like I thought like there's like an automaton room. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that well, game. Oh. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Put that in zombies next time. It'll be awesome. <laughs> 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 yep. Well, that's another interesting thing about Unknown Armies is that. Um, with very few exceptions, all of the antagonists are human. Yeah. You know, there aren't in, there are no vampires or werewolves or anything like that. And like, I mean, like there are malevolent spirits, but mm -hmm. they're like, you know, you kind of have to call them up, you know, uh, there's, right. you know, it's like, it's, it's a human, it's a game of humans being horrible to other humans. You know, right, there's no, right. there's no like supernatural explanation, you know. Right. But that's what the zombie mythos is all about, right? That's right. a good point. Yeah. Uh, good, uh, yeah, you can argue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my character's background, I kept thinking that we were going to run into boars at some point. Uh, yeah, boars is in yeah. the trunk upstairs. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, the background's like the three of you cross the border into America. I'm like, oh, okay. What? So, where is he? <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Yeah, ba basically, that was Uder. That was the first time Uder turned a human into a clockwork, was uh, this border guard in the old country who they had to, you know, this was back during the Cold War, so they, then they were behind the Iron Curtain, you know, so they had to, like, bribe their way out, and this border guard was, like, being a dick, basically, uh, and, and, um, I think he, like, wanted, uh, he wanted, like, you know, it was, it was just something, like, it was a price Uder was not willing to pay, so it's, like, you know, fill in the blanks, whatever, yeah. whatever that is, 
And, um, and so Uder kills him and turns him into a clockwork and then has the clockwork version escort them out of the old country and take them to America, basically. But, but, the whole, but he's a very like, sullen and resentful clockwork. So he, uh, Uder ends up stuffing him in a trunk and then locking him in the storage room. So there's actually oh, various no. things I as the GM can do to like escalate the tension. So one of them is have the cop show up, which I did. But another one is like have Boris escape from the trunk, you know, <laughs> like so. Oh my God. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, indeed. So cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fun. really great. I will stop that was awesome. the yeah. background and I will stop oh, the recording. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all.